when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? Welcome to Waypoint Radio. Day 2, E3, 2018. Rob Zachney just opened a beer. Day 5. Day 17. Yeah. <laughs> mm. E3 well, is over again. Congratulations. <laughs> we've made it. Uh, we've always been at war with E3. Um, Daniel Riendo, Austin Walker, Rob Zachney, Patrick Klepek joining you again. Natalie Watson on the wheels. Danica will be joining us a little bit later. I don't know where Joel is. Joel was eating. resting and yeah. eating, yeah. But yes. not in our vicinity. No. Just in L.A., in the ether of L.A. Joel's doing well. Like, Joel is not in this Airbnb situation. <laughs> Joel's got, like, a nice place he can go back to and, like, res- like you know, find re- restorative activities. There's a gym there. There's a 24-hour gym at his nice hotel. So. You know what? These streets run 24 hours. <laughs> I ran this morning! I ran, into- I ran to Lincoln Park! Did you run into our ice cream truck band? band? Yeah, <laughs> no, band. I ran to. Ooh. I was stuck in my head I mean, the whole time. I mean, there's still a band. There's still a band. There's I just still... hadn't thought about it in a while. At I know. I'm sorry. I know. It's all right. I was thinking, Oops. you know, I had Lincoln Park stuck in my head as I ran around Lincoln Park. It was actually delightful at like 6:45. Nice. Or it was seven. It was like 7:15. Awesome. Lie. So we have a bunch of games to talk about again today. Probably less than yesterday. I'm gonna try to keep this one to a tight couple of hours and a heads up. Tight. <laughs> 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 tight couple of hours. That's not. Sure, that's a phrase. Fine, whatever. You ain't recorded enough podcasts with me yet, apparently. Two hours is nothing. Gaming's most laconic personality. (laughs) I'm just like, listen, what do you got, a day? Give me two. I'm fucking, I'm out here to podcast. Give me two. Give me two now. Give me two now. Any two. Any two. Austin's podcasting warms up around four in the morning. That's about right. Um, (laughs) LA Austin. That's 100% true. That's New York Austin. New York Austin doesn't. You're right. Yeah, the podcaster who never sleeps. (laughs) Yep. Uh, we're gonna have a bunch of stuff to go through today. We're gonna hit the big things. We're gonna save some stuff again for for either tomorrow or Monday. Um, but let's start with you, Danielle. Talk okay. about let's let's give me some little things, and then we'll focus in on one big thing. What what what's some of the small stuff that you got a chance to see today? Uh, do you want me not, to just okay, say small like small stuff is not fair? I'm not trying to diss <laughs> these other games. What's it, it's show and tell, right? It's show and tell. And we get to also have some other things that we're showing, but then what are we telling? So what's the, what are your shows? What are we telling? What are we showing? What are we telling? I had two interviews and I had a couple of hands-on sessions. What do you okay. want to hear about? What do you want? What, what do you want to tell us about? Tell us. I'm I'm curious, given how excited you were about The Last of Us, yes, and specifically the moment in The Last of Us. The moment. Uh, you had a chance to the kiss, the kiss. There was the, the kiss, hot kiss, a good one. Wow. It's getting less hot. As I, don't, I don't know. you know, some people. That's how they kiss. We this can't judge how, this. We cannot judge the kiss. Is this how they got kissed fully? The, probably, actually. Oh. Okay. Natalie took her headphones off. Natalie could not deal with what was going That's on. That's a good preview there. of how this podcast is going to go over. <laughs> Natalie took her headphones off uh, and threw them. But you interviewed someone at Naughty Dog. Yes. Set us up for that. How to, what, what did you talk about? Yeah, of course. So I had the, the little demo, which was really just the same exact thing uh, that we all saw. 
uh, at the at the Sony uh, press event, and then I got to talk to uh, Neil Druckmann and uh, Hallie Gross, I believe is her, her she's last the name. She's head writer. She, yeah, she's the co-writer. I think he's still the sort of creative the they, director. The way they and name she's a things, co-writer. There, there is a there is a creative director director who is Neil Druckmann, but then there yes. are two co-directors yes. underneath him, and then there's also a co-writer. Her, I believe she's cre- at least in the email that I have. That's she's not how hierarchy is co-writer. Work. So I don't. I companies. Don't <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Companies are weird. Companies are weird. But I had a lovely interview with them. It was quick but good. It was really, really awesome. You know, I sort of introduced myself. I mean, I you have met them before, but sure. you know, it was just like, hey, you know, blah blah blah. It was a big, exciting gay moment. Queer moment, rather. Maybe fair. Sure. Guess fair so. to all the queer. All the queer. Uh, and they had some really good quotes. I'll share a couple of quick little little tidbits. I'm gonna sure. probably write a piece about this, but it was it was a pretty good little interview. Uh, you know, I asked, like, oh, that was a big moment. That was a big thing to kind of open on. That's, like, the first game, really, that they were showing uh, at Sony. And they open on a big kiss. Well, they don't open on the big kiss. They open on they the, the lead-up to yeah. the big kiss. It's, the big mo- it's like a crescendo of the trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I asked them. I was like, oh, you know, kind of how long did that take to, to really get right? I was like, did that... Were you working on that for like weeks, and they were like, "How many times months. do you do you have? How much footage of the kissing do you have?" I was will like, you, "Will it, be, it get its own Blu-ray?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. What uh, <laughs> what uh, directorial uh, issues you have here? Uh, but like, they, you know, they said like, "Oh, we knew this is a big moment." Basically, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Sure. This is a really, really big moment, uh, and what they really wanted to show was Ellie at both her most confident, her most competent, mm. her most bad. You know. Killing people, she lives in a violent world, and she's able to, you know, be successful in this violent world. And also at her most awkward and off-center and really sort of, like, adorably awkward, basically, you know, referring to the kiss and referring to her being like, oh, no, they're not looking at me, they're, they're looking at you, you know, the way she sort of delivers her lines, and right, then the way right. she kind of blushes when they kiss and things like that. And they thought that was, like, a really strong way to, like, uh, pick, you know, show the themes of this game, because this game is apparently very much about Ellie and you know, her different sides of being a violent kind of monster in this world and also being a person who wants to pursue romance and is awkward and is still fairly young at this point. Right, so. How old is she at this moment? I 19 was thrown around. Okay. I heard 19. I, I, I'm not going to like stick them to the pole of 19, but they said 19 at one okay. point. So she's Sounds very like, young still. Certainly. Yeah, she's totally. of age, but she's Just very young. Just because some context for <laughs> what the jump is from Last of Us to here. Yeah. Given that Five like, years, four years, maybe. Honestly, yeah, she was maybe 15. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. 14. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. But she was a teen. She was like a mid teen. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's a young adult at this yeah. point, basically. Interesting. Um, did, they, did they kind of develop any? more about like what I mean so so I saw a demo at Sony yesterday and that was like the same the same yeah. gameplay demo but they talked about some stuff so what were some of the other points that they were bringing up I guess during that entire thing like were they talking through it or they just kind of let it they play they showed it just let it huh. play okay and then I got that interview okay. <laughs> so I went into the other little room and, and we, we chatted about it's it weird. it's Any, so weird anything else notable that they mentioned yeah they talked about the kissing tech they oh, talked oh, about yeah, cool. the mocap tech yeah. a little bit and again I don't want to throw it all out here but like Generally, uh, Neil Druckmann was talking about uh, just the, that they have improved the technology for facial capture and have more, you know, sort of points on the on the mocap. And they there's actually, a photo floating around yeah, of Shannon is. Woodward and uh, who's the actress, actress that plays, plays Ellie? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. The actress that plays Ellie. <laughs> yes. They only know Shannon Woodward because I've been watching Westworld. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's one where you see all the points of articulation and motion capture, and it's just. It's just it's a lot. It's amazing to see <laughs> yeah. because you just see this finished product and then it's like, 
look at all these you know dots. These it's dots very cyberpunk, balls. actually. Yeah. It's very yeah, funny. 100%. Andy Andy McClure said something really cute about like that's a cyberpunk fantasy right there. These like <laughs> right. kind of robot looking you know girls kind of right. doing this, but very very funny. Um, but apparently they have special technology that I won't go into the techno you know the techno speak of where like. More uh, soft points is huh. the way they put it. Like just more articulation points on the face and the lips. There's like a spaces. specific thing about the lips. Sure. And that Ellie's lips are a tiny bit wet at the end of the kiss. And that that was very much like uh, something they worked on to make sure it like looked just yeah, right. You would have to, right? Like yeah. We, we spent some time earlier around the Mass Effect Andromeda stuff talking about how sure. badly we wanted sex scenes to not be terrible in video games. <laughs> right. And like... Kissing is just as hard if, as anything else in a sex scene or any sort of any romantic, sort of romantic yeah, any sort of yeah. physical interaction. Kisses are super complicated in terms of yes, yeah, soft parts of bodies touching each other. It's hard to have, and, like, and it's a, something that everyone is so intimately familiar with. Yes. what it is like sex you can cut away. People have different kinds of sex. Yes. Like kissing is like a fairly straightforward, common, intimate, common yeah, kind of common action. Type of and when you see it yeah. wrong, it's. It's, it's why obvious. it's why it's never convincing in video games. Games we, are already bad at showing people like drink from cups, right? <laughs> kissing, walk upstairs, walk upstairs, exactly. Yeah, yeah. kissing is a whole other thing. So good kiss. Yeah, I'm glad they. I'm glad that they they were willing to talk about that. They emphasize the a tech. lot of that. That like, yeah, sure. if if any any part isn't really right, it'll take you way out. And this was so important. Yeah. It was so important to get this right that they really did that. Also, they did kissing fully because apparently so the kissing sounds. It was definitely Patrick right here. Do not start. They're going to use that in the final game. Right right there. Natalie's Don't, ready. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no. <ready>. No. <laughs> Very good. So that was really cool. cool. I'll probably write that up because I nice. thought that was pretty fun. A lot of little, little tidbits in yeah. there. More information than I learned from the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I true. would have learned from going to that event and saying yeah. through the trailer a second time, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So. so. Uh, cool. Anything else? Yeah, I saw Captain Spirit with Patrick, yes. actually. Uh, that is, is the Life is Strange anthology adventure thing? The, the, yes. That's a little kid? It's a two-hour-long-ish, yeah. you're saying an hour-and-a-half, two-hour-long free game. It's mm. going to come out on the 26th. Yep. They kept emphasizing that. Uh, and they, they very much wanted it to be sort of like an entry point for people who, you know, maybe didn't play the first game or maybe hmm. they heard about the first game and or sort of a gift to fans. That was something we heard a couple of times. Like, this is a gift to fans. Uh, and in the demo that we watched, it's very much about this young boy. His name is Chris. He's about 10. And he has this wild imagination, and it, it looks obviously a lot like a Life is Strange game. You're walking around in third person with all these little prompts of like, okay. look at this, touch this, you know. Only he has a new way of interacting with things, which is his powers as Captain Spirit. Right. So yeah, he imagines himself as a superhero. So, or, or there's like, or there's a situation where uh, there's a like closet door that's dark that leads to, like the water heater. And uh, he's he doesn't like to go in there. He's afraid of of that of that room. Same. Yeah. But when he uses his when he when you once you've built your Captain Spirit costume, he gains powers mm -hmm. and it's a power of like it gives him courage. Right. And so when you there's a button to hold down to use his powers, and then he channels his powers, opens the door, goes and like flips on the water heater, and like it's that's part of the way they're using. Uh, that's cute. Sort of like the imagination of the kid. They in our interview, they you know Daniel had this great question to ask like, well. You know, you know, wouldn't be surprising if you were moving away from the supernatural stuff. Uh, yeah. Like, what's you know, what's sort of the thing? They're like, well, play imagination the game. is his superpower. It was like yeah. the way they coyly, but also you sort know. of it seemed there was some wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> yeah, play the game. Don't nod. Don't nod. Not nod. Don't nod. Play the game. Mm -hmm. Right. Play the game. Play the game. Yeah. Gotcha. So that uh, was cool. Were you? I'm curious how you read this one. The question that uh, we only had like a f chance for like four questions yeah. at the interview. Um, 
So one of the ones we touched on was like uh, bringing up like the role that Life is Strange has played in sort of like queer representation and the fact that the queer community was like the most vocal community about that game. And so like, the way I, I phrased the question was, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you don't you know, necessarily have to have another queer relationship, but clearly that community is important as a pillar of Life is Strange fandom. How are you thinking about that thematically when you are, uh, you know, you know, uh, Life is Strange 2 is going to get announced in a couple of months, is what he said, so that we'll have a better understanding of like what that is. And his question, his answer was real... Oh, meandering. Meandering <laughs> and strange, and I wasn't sure how to take it. Like the, the gist of his answer... That sounds bad. Well, the gist of his answer was not particularly well acknowledging the premise of the question, which is that like the queer community was really important. Like He mentioned, like, oh, we're thankful that it found a lot of fandoms, including the queer community, but... Uh, and the butt's always like, you know, that makes you nervous. Mm. Um, you know, you're saying like, well, I, you know, what we think sort of like holistically, the appeal of Life and Strange was about like grounded relationships in which people could relate to the characters, which is not untrue, right? Like that is not, that is, as, you know, <clears throat> myself, I'm not queer. Like part of my <laughs> appreciation of Life and Strange was the fact that the characters were like relatable and interesting mm -hmm. and like understandable teenagers um but it's impossible to ignore that other side but so and his answer is basically like well and we're going to continue doing things like that in the sequel which doesn't necessarily Wait, do things like that as in relatable grounded characters but okay. not explicitly about right. queer relationships and so that could be in the game that could right. be him uh being worried about spoilers for a game that they have not announced but I uh, I think I was just telling you, Austin, when I was sort of like relaying, I was relaying my frustration to him while we were getting in the camp. I was like, I wish there had been a little more acknowledgement up front of like, even if the, the second game is not going to have that at the center, um, to just be like, this game wouldn't be where it was right. without those people. Yeah, The queer community was in, uh, invaluable to the fandom on like Tumblr and places like that to developing the, the you know, the community around life is Yeah, strange. absolutely. I mean, when I, I like, I go back and look at my Twitter threads when I'm, like, reacting to all this stuff, and I definitely were like, where the hell's Chloe? Like, I said something like, where are the lesbians? Oh, my God, what the hell's going on? Because I thought this was Life is Strange too. when, mm, like, life. the trailer came up, and when I was like, oh, it's a side story, I kind of, you know, took a step back and was like, okay, all right, you know, we can tell this other story, too. Just, I better, I better get some queer ladies in uh, Life is Strange, too. Or queer right. dudes or, like, something. Right. Like, for sure, for sure. I definitely, like, want to hold their, not hold their feet to the fire, because I don't want to make it uh, like yeah. that. I don't want to make it shitty in any way. But, like, yeah, that's a really important part of that game. That is that is absolutely why. And also why uh, the, the pseudo-sequel, the prequel, the... Um, before the like Storm. It, before the Storm, the game right. that came out last year, which, again, we had labor issues with. Don't want to ever but mention those, it without saying that but I, like i interviewed those create well, yeah. one that story is like whereas like the original life is strange is the 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 queerness of the relationship is is like sort of player choice driven very much um so. whereas before the storm that is Explicitly it's not subtext queer. it's not choice it right is, it is right. text of those the game qualities yes. of those characters as written and i yes. and i uh i uh interviewed the like the lead creative on that game uh e3 last year mm -hmm. and asked a very similar question about sort of representation and how are you handling you know, the, the the queerness, is it going to be text or subtext? And, like, he gave the answer you're looking for. Which I remember like, this. Was yeah. acknowledging, like, oh, like this game does not exist without, like, those communities. Yeah. Like, that is going to be a... Vi now, granted, they were making a, a prequel in which, like, the relationship between uh, 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 Chloe and uh, Amber, right? Amber? Yes. Yeah, were, was, like, central. Rachel so it's Amber. Like, yeah. Ra yeah, Rachel Amber. Um, and 
but he but he did the thing where it's like upfront acknowledging the community and, and its importance in in the fandom and I just found, you know, people are tired, you know, but I just, I found the he answer. He did seem tired. Yeah, he was yeah. kind of <laughs> losing his place and his thoughts every once. But, like, yeah. I, it, it sort of bummed me out. Like, I yeah. thought there was a better way to, even if they're, they want to tell their own story, I get it. Um, right. I, I wish that had come with a little more acknowledgement of, of the. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Of absolutely. I, I'm, like, happy to have this story be about Chris and his dad. Like, I am very, very happy for that. I'm happy for Life is Strange to look at other characters and look at other, like, very universal experiences. But, yeah, like, the, the thing being, like, hey, number one fans, love you guys would be. Yeah, yeah that would help. A I, little, I oh, think. man. <laughs> I, was, I was having a rough time watching that demo because, like, one of my, like, reoccurring nightmares is, like, something was to happen to my wife. Like, what it would be like to, like, raise a kid on your own and, like, the idea of, like, having to go through, like, the grieving process while also mm. raising a kid. And, like, on the verge of tears during most of the demo, because, like, it is, like, a personal nightmare of mine of, like, like not that I necessarily think I'd become an alcoholic, but, like, it, things express themselves in different ways. And it's just, like, I'm just sitting there going, like, fuck, man, like, Jesus Christ, like, I have had this actual nightmare and woken up in sweat over this whole thing. And so... I think it's an interesting sort of setup, a, a relationship. And also for you to be the kid as opposed to the, dad. the, the parent, father. Right? And he um, seems like a good dad, too. That's the thing that's, like, so important well, about that, it. He's not just, like, a David Cage shitty dad kind of thing who, like, <laughs> ignores the kid and it, whatever. It's that's like, why I was on the verge of tears. He's playing with the kid. Yeah. He's, like, drinking a lot before breakfast. But also he's playing with the kid. He's trying to go in with his, like, you know, Captain Spirit fantasies. Like, he's clearly a good dad who's struggling. He loves struggling. his son. He loves his son. Right. Yeah. Which is really important, yeah. I think. So. And I will say, as, as much as the answer on, on sort of queerness was a little disappointing, um, this will be in a feature we're going to run in the next yeah. coming weeks, but like he had a really good answer about labor practices and cool. crunch. And I, I will say, just, just to summarize, his answer was basically like, if you build a studio that like says we don't have to have crunch, it's a lot easier to avoid crunch, which is like... <laughs> to make it like a pillar. To, yeah. to acknowledge that as... Like an issue, something to talk about is I thought was important because right. that was a lot further than a lot of other developers we've talked to this right. week. So. Right. It seemed very genuine and thoughtful too, which yeah. I think a lot of things, you know, with body language, when you're in the room, it's helpful. Because yeah, he obviously we don't always get that. We're also right. often he on the phone when we do totally. interviews. He but paused a lot looking for the he words. Pa- he was like, let me get this right kind yep. of thing. It yeah. was very genuine. We, so. I had a, it was a conversation, talking with a dev or, or with someone in the industry today who was saying that they recently applied to a job at a major publisher. A uh, major, a major uh, a studio, rather, and was told in during the interview that they would be expected to work weekends. And it's like, when that's the starting point in a case like that, you don't have rec- you don't have rhetorical recourse to bring it up later, right? It's like what yeah. we said in the interview. You signed on the dotted line, yeah. knowing we right. told you. This. You knew what when, you were in for. Whereas yeah, like the- with this studio, if they say from the jump, this is a topic we know will slip up here and there. We know there will be spikes. In in work, there will be weekends where demos need to get done before you know timelines or whatever. But crunch is not a thing we need to do. Then again and again, you're in a position a, a position of strength when bringing it up because you can hold these people feet to the fire and you can say you said this was important and and it is important to you. And if it is important to you, then we can work towards a solution instead of but just like assuming. That you up. Right. Right. So exactly. uh, and one nice contrast between. Uh, I don't think we got a particularly – we got a really mixed answer when we asked the creative director of Dying Light 2 mm-hmm. about this. Um, he was also the creative director of Dying Light and Dead Island, right. all games that I like. Um, uh, but he, he started by kind of falling back on the passion argument. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, one of the things I pushed back on was like, oh, right. I mean, 
But if someone's like working nights and weekends, like at some point, you know, as a creative lead, like maybe it's your responsibility to step in and be like, this is good enough. Or like, we can get back to this on Monday. And he didn't seem to think that was a, his role. Right. Um, to that, uh, I had a similar conversation with some creative assembly developers today. Huh. And they actually brought that exact thing up. They were like, look, we're a passionate team. And like a lot of people do want to put in a little extra time to make something just right or like follow up on a brainstorm. But as managers, right. it's on us also to make sure that people Go are home. not feeling yeah. there's a expectation or pressure on them right mm-hmm. uh, when they're not feeling that right and the live is strange guy also seemed like and like part of my you know part of his job is to like know know those boundaries like to let people have the creative freedom if they like i do stuff on weekends sure. i do stuff at night yeah. but to know like when, when is that when is it getting toxic and when is it allowing someone to there, have a creative right, moment right there are plenty of times where i've seen people working late because they're trying to finish a draft and that's like or you're, right. in, you're in a rhythm. You're it's just like rhythm. the words are coming, or and there whatever. are plenty of times when it has been you and me in the office, and we both have to be like, "No, we have to go home." Yep, and we have to. We can't. <laughs> they can't happen. You know, so it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And, and and it is about fi- it isn't about completely. Uh, it's not like an. There's no equilibrium. It's right. more just like yeah. understanding where the where the lines are and right. making recognizing when people are crossing. Yep, hundred percent. Yes. Anything else that you yeah, saw? Yeah, Tomb Raider. Awesome. I played Shadow, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Um, it, might have been the same demo you got. Pretty sure. Probably. You go into the temple and went into that time. Went underwater and there was an eel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That eel bark, pretty good. That was that real good. Me. I jumped a little. Uh, yeah, I did. Nice. Even though it's it's E three, it's loud. You and know, there's you, a lot of other things going on. I still was like, ah, eel. I played <laughs> those games right and yeah. liked them before. Love okay, it. Well, cool. the second one, to be clear, I didn't actually okay, play the first gotcha. one, but the second one, I you should go loved. back and still play the first one. The second one is better. Like it's more the open or semi open world and crafting stuff. With those really good, the puzzle dungeons really made it for me yes sure. yeah and but it's, yeah and it seems like even though the the, the bit in this demo is like tomb focused and it's not particularly good like tomb they have yeah, said it like it feels very like they have yeah. said like that's supposed to be like one of the pillars of this new game is like uh it's unfortunate using the word like you know tomb and rating but like what they're right. essentially trying to say is like we're going to give you some of the, like the puzzle rooms that you want and like scaling things and like i really like that stuff in yeah. the right. second game and so uh, having that as a huge focus in the third one is like Cool. exactly what i'm looking for yeah that yeah that was experience? awesome um yes very much so uh that's that's like what i'm here for it's like you know a lot of platforming a lot of traversal stuff a lot of you know kind of like messing around and figuring out the puzzles and also they did show i, I don't know if you got the sort of extended demo because uh, i got a demo and then i got the, the play mm-hmm. session i wonder if you saw going through the, the town yeah. high tt yes yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. the demo that i got like last month all right, so i got i probably got the exact same thing but what did you think of that yeah, I mean, it's uh, interesting. It's colorful, certainly. Um, I, I do want to know how much of it is going to cross into slightly weird territory. Like, with her in the dress of, of yep. like, the people there. That That's the part that is a little, like, right. It's like, like I get the mask thing because you contextualize that for me uh, where you, when she's in, like, the, the reason the, why the, she puts the mask on. The Mexican on, town. She's oh. in the Mexican town. She's, yeah. like hiding in a crowd yeah which, i'm still like, not i want to be sucks, clear i'm not like i'm not giving that a pass no no, no. You know i'm not I mean? saying anybody should give it a pass i'm just saying there was at least context at, at some level of that right. but there isn't for her wearing the dress like not the dress but like the dress of the people there it's like right, right, right. you can still wear your little <laughs> you know tactical pants here like you didn't need to necessarily do one of those annika do you want to check your phone it seems like it's fine oh. i'm watching it on my phone oh, it looks weird, but looks I think little, it's still going. It that sure looks like it's dead from over Yeah, here, but I'm but watching us live. You're okay. watching us live. Maybe something... You got a phone call is what happened? Maybe an app needed to happen. Well, maybe we're... we're maybe she's us. born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Could be. I don't know. Uh, anyway, 
What time is it on this recording right now? Uh, 2420. I'll just finish my thought with, uh, I'm interested in that game. I love that second one. I loved, it's just a good video game, ass video game. That's what I've been saying. Like, it's really well paced. It's very, very fun to play. It feels good to play. Uh, but I am very curious about those sort of like eh, racial right. elements, like for sure. I'd sure. like to see how that lands. And we are back with our day two E3 impressions. Was that right? Day, day two? two E3. Actually, we're not doing this. We're just going to come straight back in, right? Yeah. That was the plan because I didn't throw it a break. Too late we now. Do a break. It's not. Awesome. So I also saw some stuff today. Uh, at E3, uh, the second day of E3, 2018. The second day. Uh, I saw Zone of the Enders, which is the, Zone of the Enders Mars, which is the remaster of the Zone of the Enders second remake. runner. Not a remake. Second runner. Uh, I, you know, I thought from the first, like, five minutes, I was like, I don't know if it holds up, but it absolutely holds up. The mech designs are so good. The combat, it's like, for people who haven't played it, it kind of becomes a, a cool, very light fighting game around some of the bosses where you're kind of moving in and out of, for, or, or kind of close and far-range combat, and, like, fighting games too strong, right? You're not hitting button combos, but you are kind of clashing it's in like the sky. It's like a rhythm and a finesse. It's such too. a rhythm, yeah. It's a lot of, like, locking on one-on-one sort of yes, duels. Yes, yes. While uh, other stuff is happening all around you, and it looks gorgeous on PC, 4K. Mm. It's out later this Kojima year. didn't direct that. He just, like, produced it, right? I don't remember. It has a very yeah. Kojima vibe. But don't, it, it, I remember the only reason those games existed was because he was like, I want to make a mech game. And mm-hmm. then I believe the, art, uh, the, the mech designs were done by the same Yoji. Mm. I think that's true. I, you know what? I guess someone who likes up. that series, I, I have been detached from it for so long because it hasn't been available in a way that like has been really easily accessible for well, me. The, the, yeah, the, there was like the PS3 update <clears throat> the, collection. Yes, the HD collection, but it ran like shit. Yeah. And so I never got it. Um, and so now it's going to come out again this year. The second runner. They already did master. the first one. Right. And now it's the second and one. And I'm, I'm going to probably try to play through both of those again. The first one's way slower than the second one. The first one's like, cool mech design, slow-ass game. Second one, mwah, really good. Uh, I also played that Hyper Sports R. Hydro Sports. Hydro Sports. Hydro Water Sports R. Different thing. Uh, it's, it's a track and field game. It, it I don't know... I took that meeting because I, mm-hmm. I so I, hmm, I took that oh. meeting because we thought it might be a FromSoft game before Correct. we knew yep. what, whether or not it would be, uh, and I just like went. I was like, you know what? I don't have anything else right now, and the E three show floor is fucking empty. There was nothing to do there's on that floor. Literally nothing to do. There's like well, I was gonna say it's not empty. There were a lot of oh, gamers. There's, there's a lot of gamers. But there's nothing for those people to do. Yes. Yeah. They're chasing a, swag. I'll say this: it actually feels less filled than last year when it was a fucking train wreck to go anywhere mm. it felt like a way it felt like packs on the busiest day last year where like i Ooh. just couldn't move Ooh. um but if, at least last year there were some games to play on the floor uh this year it's like indicate has some stuff and i have not seen anything else where you're not waiting in a long long time long long line so it's hard for me to understand wh- what i'm supposed to do if i was coming here as with a gamer pass what would I be spending my time doing? Besides going to see like some of the talks at the Coliseum yeah, or the Coliseum something. seems like a big But I could watch those right. from home, yep. right? So yeah. why am I here? The like the reason you would go to a PAX outside of that kind of thing is the social interaction and like E3 does not have that part down very right. well. There is no tabletop section. There's no after night, you know, if you're not invited like the random person coming to E three with a gamer pass does not have an invite to the Fortnite party. Right. right? You right. know, like there's no like there's just not a lot of culture around E3, and it's like trying to be an event 
that it's a waste of money if you are. I mean, I get the appeal of like I would like to. I want to go to E3. I get it. Like, how much is a pass? Does anybody know offhand? It's yeah. a lot. It's not two fifty. Oh says my Natalie. god! That really? That is not worth two hundred fifty dollars. No, I love that Cyberpunk demo, and I would have <laughs> gladly, as a consumer coming to this place, and somebody who's not in the industry, would have waited in line to see that demo. But at, you can't. But. Wait, yeah, you can. There's definitely a just wait in line. Is there portion? Yes, yes, yes. That's why there's always all those people out front. Yeah, like, there was definitely a f- fan entrance <clears throat> okay. for too. I would do that. That's worth it. But that's one thing, and it's not two hundred and fifty dollars. Good, right? Well, I it's, heard you talk. About L.A. Rob speaks. It might be, but only if you had only if I was only if I had a lot of disposable income, mm. a lot, and only if I could make do it. It's two fifty for the whole weekend. Fuck. Full week. I the guess that's right, days. the three days. No, if I could do like 50 bucks for a day pass, I think maybe. Go see a cool talk. Go stand in line for Cyberpunk. <laughs> go stand in line for Spider-Man. Right. Maybe call it a day. But I don't know. Anyway, other thing I saw was, another disappointing thing, was Galaxy Variant S. Galaxy, the dimensional, is uh, a, a game that I like a lot. Obviously, it's mechs. It's it's <laughs> like 1980s anime-inspired. From 17-bit, the folks who did uh, Skulls, uh, Skulls of the Shogun. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to like that game more. Uh, yeah. I did not particularly care for like the roguelike part of it. Yeah. I would have preferred, far so, preferred a... So, in some ways, thing. this I should be here saying everyone should go play this game. So many people I know hated the roguelike part of it. I liked that part, but I get where you're coming, where people are coming from who want handcrafted levels with specific enemy design and, and like enemy layout and bosses. This is a game with like a hundred levels, huh. right? Uh, it's also a game where you can't transform between the mech and the ship mode. Wait, what? You pick one or the oh, other. Oh, boo! Um, your grappling it's based on the mobile version. The Switch version is not a, is not a port of yes. uh, the yeah of the game on, on PS4 and PC and presumably Xbox One. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah, it is a port of a mobile version, which is why Gung Ho, yes. the, uh, the I'm Asian, so bummed. Uh, company is. Um, is behind it. Uh, I am so, so, so bummed about it because there is a world in which even I could be like, yeah, totally, I'll get with a with a one without the proc gen stuff. There's stuff here on paper that's rad. Like, there's more upgradability with your mech and your ship. You're like, there's, like, little bonus robots that are sort of like astromech droids from Star Wars that can kind of give your stuff bonuses. But, like, not... So here's another thing is, like, your missiles and your... Um, grappling hook as the robot are on a cooldown like a pretty long cooldown and it's like that's not what this game is mm. um they got rid of one of the like the vectors of dashing it's not what that game is like that game is is supposed to feel so fast and fluid and like you, it's supposed to have a pretty high learning curve and then when you hit it you become balletic right and it just doesn't have it it's just like yeah, you hit a B to dodge, and like that's it. And it's not the you don't get that same sweet, those same great sweeping motions. So that was a real bummer for me because like I would just love to have Galaxy on Switch. Like, right. like give me that game on Switch as is. I get in why. challenge levels. I would have been I, that, that would have gotten me to buy the game. Yes, a version of that. The other games feel and look and, and presentation with this games like or with a structure. structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. I think would be really great or a Galaxy that has just a lot of people like make it a Metroidvania, make it something like that. Right. I I think that would be really cool. So, you know, 17 bit, I get why you made that deal, but I'm and I think it, it's rad that it runs on phone at all, but it's frustrating that the structure doesn't do it any favors. Anyway, right. those are the big things I saw. I saw Dying Light 2, but let's wrap back around yeah. with you for that. Rob, what did you see today? Uh, well, I finally I took my pilgrimage 
to oh. Cyberpunk. Ah, thank you. To Night uh, City. You, to the mountain. To, yes, I went to Night City. Great. Uh, which is very bright. It's uh, so bright. I'm so happy they actually did that. I tried to sneak in. It didn't work. No? I met Jeff Green awkwardly as I was, like, really trying. I was like, oh, my co-worker, he's, he's right there. I was just, you know, they were just like, no. <laughs> no, we're busy. And I was like, I, I get it. I get it. And Jeff Green's like, oh, hey, we know each other on Twitter. And we oh, had nice. this, like, hilarious moment as I'm, like, s- standing in the doorway with my backpack. As Jeff Green goes around you to go to the demo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, he apparently really fought for me. He said Aww. he, like, really fought for me. Like, oh, this, this girl's important or something. And I was that like, like Jeff. I really appreciate that, yeah, Jeff. That, Jeff. A, Jeff's a good wonderful. Alternate father to me. Really good. He's guy. great. He's yeah. great. Um, anyway, sorry. You you went. I tried to go. You'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. I'll make a second pilgrimage. You should send an email. I should. One of us will send. An we'll email send tonight. an email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell me about your pilgrimage to Cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, definitely, it, like lost some of its punch because we talked sure. about it a lot yesterday, right. and the like expectations got set super super high. Yeah. Uh, however. It's a damn good looking game. <laughs> it's a game. damn good looking mm. game. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's one detail that like sticks out in my head from the way the the demo opens, uh, which is that it opens as you're running through this like tenement house hall on this uh, you know on this rescue mission you described yesterday. But it feels like it feels very lived in. Like there's an old woman who comes to her front door and like leans out because there's kind of a, you, these people running down the hall right. with guns, and she starts like looking out. At you and like starts to ask like what the hell you do and your character as she runs past just like motions that woman like really quietly just like get back in your house right go back in and it was a really cool thing it it felt like you are a disruptive force in these people's lives like you are chaos breaking into places where people still live uh, and you're the person with the gun right that is going to be such an important thing for them to hit. We've talked about this. Uh, I have written about this with regard to Watch Dogs 1 and the way that it represents the projects, right? Um, it has a, a segment based on the – fuck, what is the name of the projects in Chicago that it's based oh, on? Oh, Green. The Green, Green projects yeah. and renders it as just like this hellhole of of sexual assault and like constant – like there aren't there aren't – People living is, is lives there, is there. there like like uh, like uh, uh, the Iraq War is playing out. Right, I mean, literally they. Yes, 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 absolutely. And also, as of every bad thing that happens in Chicago, in Chicago happens, happens there. there at once. Right, no one there is going to school. No one there is cooking Sunday dinner. There's no humans. There's no. There are humans, but there it's only humans on yeah. the on on their worst, 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 right. worst, worst possible day, and. This game has has to stick the landing on like no, there should be human. There should be people who are living their lives day in day out everywhere next to and sometimes slipping into becoming the people who are stuck on their worst day or having a really good day and you're like interrupting it, you know. So yeah, that's a really good detail. Yeah, I love the architecture. I love that there's a flank move that basically plays out because you got on a fire escape mm-hmm. and cut around to the next apartment over mm-hmm. and shoot through that window. Like it feels very much like. A hard thing to evoke is the idea that you are a streetwise operator. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to put you in the shoes of somebody who has years, decades of, like, local street knowledge and such. Um, and I could see this being a game that if they reward that, if you start to become really familiar with, like, Night, like Night City and right. how it's laid out and how neighborhoods are laid out in your buildings, like... Various ways you could sort of seize home court advantage in this totally. in this world. Speaking of seizing home court advantage, the other thing that I found really 
enticing and entirely inscrutable was the hacking interface. Oh, when you, yeah. When you jack mm-hmm. into one of the enemy squad members' uh, rig, and you haven't just jacked into their rig, though. Right. You're actually plugged into the entire like network. The local network, game. I guess? Like, are they equivalent of, like, a LAN? Yeah, it looks like you've got... It's it's a very hard to parse interface. It looks like there's actually a lot yeah. on it. Like you go into like two or three <coughs> sub menus, and that's when you see just the squad that this one dude is part of. But that node, if you move a couple nodes up, it looks like there's a building wide network. Yep. It looks like there's all the all the mercs that you're up against are on that network. And it like gave me this little like again like this little like you know pinhole glimpse into what hacking might look like in that mm-hmm. game if you fully go down that road. And it looks like you might be playing like an entirely different game. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like how you change you up. Can, Danielle, the grin is just like Playing smoothing, a different game. <laughs> moving like along your mouth. It's immersive great. Immersive sim. Yeah, yeah, like that stuff seems so cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. You see anything else today? Uh, yeah, so I saw Metro Exodus. Oh, awesome. Um, we talked about this briefly during a Periscope earlier. Yeah, and I have, like, I have complicated feelings about that demo. I think part of it is that that is a game, that is a type of game that I think is going to have a hard time demoing well. Because, mm. I mean, when I think about, I was, I was because after we, after, we, after we periscoped earlier today, I was sort of still working through my reaction. When I think about what I really love about those games, it is sort of long-form immersion. It's how the story sort of unfolds. It's, this it's is, spending 30 minutes walking around like some sort of weird underground town looking at children playing you uh, 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 the ambient dialogue um clipping the do they make you play in english yeah and that's another <sighs> yeah we're going to talk about that play that game in russian <laughs> uh yeah and so you're sort of dropped into the middle of kind of an out of context encounter and then if you really want to get through the demo you probably just need to rush forward and play it very much Artifit, like very much unlike I ever play those games, mm-hmm. right? It's all forward momentum. It's all, uh, you know, pure aggro in, in a lot of ways. That's not how I approached it. I decided to just play it basically like I would. Did you go through all those shots? So there's a point in this demo where you get to a boat, and it's like, oh, take RTM. There's a person with a light in the tower. Go over to them. And I'm I like, was like oh, yeah, I gotta look into these derelict shacks. One second. Yeah, there's <laughs> houses half underwater. There could be one bullet and a, <laughs> and a sandwich, an old sandwich in here. But it would recover a little bit of health. Probably. probably. I walked through all those fucking houses. Yeah, I was... Uh, like, I didn't I, find shit. Oh, I found a lot of stuff. What'd you but, find? Like, uh, equipment for... You can now you, now you can field strip all the weapons That's and take huge. their mods. That's oh. so useful coming off of Metro. Yeah. Where, like, you had to go to... A workbench, a workbench. And, oh, and and there weren't workbenches in the world. You the way that the old the old metros worked, you kind of went from place to place. There's a vendor, and there every once in a while you get to a, like a, a, a kind of a city, a, like an underground city, and there would be a vendor there. Being able to be like, oh, actually, I want the suppressor from this gun that I found off of an enemy, and the the magazine I already have on this gun, and combining them is like such a obvious correct step. Yeah. But it's also where I'm like, oh, thank God they fucking did it. Yeah. So. I did like that stuff, and the entire like crafting system actually seems like it could be pretty cool for the way you play uh, Metro. There's a lot going on in that controller now. Uh, there, yeah. That is a very busy controller interface. <laughs> the shoulder buttons are carrying a lot of weight on their, on, on their shoulders, oh. I guess, uh, <laughs> because like 
you, you use one, and then basically your entire controller is remapped while that shoulder button is being held down. Gotcha. You interact huh. with some menus. Get to where the 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 kind of luddite church. Yes, is? I did. Okay, what do you think of that? Got a very strong old school Bioshock yeah. feeling mm. in, in a lot of ways, um, good and bad. Uh, the fact that it seems very on rails uh, through a lot of that sequence, it, like the funnel is very narrow. It's a very it is it's a it's narrow and like the whole space isn't narrow, but the funnel is like this walkway around the edge and then up and then around and then back down. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that bothered me is that at that church, it feels like ah, here's a space in this world. But you get there, and actually it's more like a catwalk in the world that wraps around the church. Mm-hmm. The church implies a thing. Right. But you never really get to explore it. Um, so, so my demo was not time-constrained the way yours yeah. was, so I had, like, a lot of time in that space. My demo was also on a TV that was all fucked up, and, like, we tried turning off all the motion yeah. smoothing, and it was still fucked up. But I did get to – I, like, that whole place, I, I either killed everybody or they gave up in the middle of the gunfight and retreated. They were just like – or, like, gave up. They are like, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. Don't shoot me. Uh, which was cool. Uh, it was a cool touch. Again, they felt like people who were yeah. like, I'm not going to die. To like you, I don't know who you are. Um, and I did get to kind of explore a little bit more. There were like little huts on stilts and like on a dock, on kind of a dock-based town attached to, yeah. not town, town's too big, a little tiny village attached to the church where you could go in and talk to people. And there was one person there who was like, they say you're the devil that you speak to technology. Let me take me with you. Make me your apprentice. And you're just like, I that's not. I got a gun. I guess we have a train. <laughs> I'm not a wizard. Um, and that stuff was cool. And I, there's a little bit to the internals of like, here's the where the uh, the kitchen is. Um, here's where they store stuff. Stuff like that. But they're just like, I think I saw all the interior. There just isn't much to it. It is. And, like, I think this is partially – this is part, partly why it worked for me is, like, it's a big empty symbol. Like, people flock to a yeah. church and there's nothing there for them. It's a guy saying that all technology is evil and will kill you, you know? Yeah. A, not just evil, is a sin. Um, so that, that stuff worked for me mostly because I was worried we wouldn't get it at all. Yeah. I came – I went to that demo worried that, like, how my favorite thing about the Metro that I've played is the different civilizations, the different little towns and villages. And – we're going out, we're leaving the metro behind. What if there aren't people out there? So just seeing anybody was nice. There was another implication that I did kind of dig, which was that, yeah, it's a Luddite cult, but he actually doesn't have any muscle himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, mm-hmm. he, he is relying on muscle from a local, like, garrison uh, near him that he's sort of conned into treating as sort of the headman of this community. But they kind of like they're kind of friendly with him but even if as you overhear the the like soldiers dialogues when they show up to to deal with you on his behalf they're also kind of a little bit sketched out by the, the the community and the colony and sort of the things they're hearing huh. uh so it's it, it was an interesting dynamic but then at the same time there's frustrating moments where for instance i decided to go the stealthy route but there was a guy nearby that I had a clear headshot on. I had my silenced pistol. Uh, I shot him pretty close range back of the head, and he just went like, ow! <laughs> and then he was like, oh, there's an intruder! And Get him! I'm standing there like, Croft! This just ha- <laughs> like, and then I empty the rest of the clip in him, and he, he just is utterly fine. Weird. Uh, yeah, and that was like... Oh, it's so spongy. That's a such... 
I'm trying to remember if I had that problem with the previous game. Uh, a little bit, I guess. The weapons, yeah, but it's different when you're like... Well, the humans, if you got a headshot, they still pretty much drop. Yeah, yeah like when you're fighting some yeah. sort of weird like, werewolf creature, it's yeah. like, all right, whatever. Yeah, so it was like, again, that was kind of a weird moment, too, where it's like, if if the enemies go full bullet sponge, then a lot of the immersion and the sort of danger and precision of this world, such as, such as it is, uh, I think goes away a little bit. Um, that said, like, it's a gorgeous, big, non-linear sequence and area yeah um i did some good exploring you know i found a crashed airplane yes uh, mm. where like they had gone down trying to reach civilization from some other survivors holdout Ugh, that's good um yeah. and cool. they'd left like okay they left an audio log you Whatever. find some audio logs out uh-huh. there. That's a, plane. That's a real thing but, on a plane. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it wasn't just like the plane. It was like this entire, there's actually a chain of like little story vignettes leading away from the plane. Oh, I as, missed these. Yeah, no, the people survived the crash. Ooh. And then they tried to get out, but they got stuck in that swamp, which is surrounded by monsters. Yeah, did you and fight so them? Did you see the big, the big swamp monster? The fucking... Not the... Oh, oh, the gator? The gator. Yeah. Okay. Did you find the guy who saves you from the gator? Who's just like another like? God, he does not shut up. He doesn't shut up. He he he's just like there's a moment where like this big gator gets you, and then <laughs> if I'm remembering, almost gets you. You're on a boat as other ranger or yeah. Spartan or something like that. So, yeah. Whatever the fuck they're called is I just I <laughs> I know he wasn't holding a beer in a lawn. It was sitting in a lawn chair, but his entire vibe was like it was just like Artyom, what yo what ah oh, it's a gator. <laughs> Yeah. Get out of there! Bang and bang! It just like kills the gator, helps you out, and he's like, "Oh man, you get to go on all the adventures. I just get to suck here with the beer and the." And he just chair. keeps talking. By the way, like over the course of that encounter, you do realize, like, oh yeah, this is why nobody like lets you do anything. Like he's like, "Man, Archim, like I don't even think they like you. They always complain about you. They always send you on these missions. They never send me. They're always like, hey, you go wait by the water for Archim, and just like see if he needs help. They didn't expect me to do anything. I don't think that's fair. Just once, I'd like to go out and see some people. There was this girl I tried to impress because I'm a ranger, but I'm a ranger who doesn't rain, so she wasn't impressed. It was really sad. It made me really like, word upset. Word for word. And like eventually, I just walked away, and he just continues to like sort of just like sort talking about back and he's like see our team it was actually pretty good wow cool hanging um, out yeah come by again but then also in that swamp you do find um you know like the journal that you find that they find in the minds of moria uh mm-hmm. sort of recounting how the entire party gets slaughtered yeah. uh you kind of find that for like the group that survived the plane crash mm. i think they're the group that survived the plane crash they got stuck in the swamp and like didn't know what to do with these monsters. So they just started like burning safety fires to keep the monsters Ooh. at bay, but they didn't know how to move out. And so it's this slow, like this long journal entry where like one by one, oh. somebody's like, I got to go. We just got to get the fuck out of here. And, and they try to make a break for it. Yeah, some do, some don't make it. So it was, it that was, sounds good. It was pretty cool. That's the metro I'm looking for. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like this morning, I was much cooler on it. Uh, and the English voice acting is not very good. And I don't think the writing is very good for it. So that's the other issue is like a lot of these characters are much broader than I remember them being yeah. in the previous games. Uh, so that is a definite concern because if like it's delivered this sort of ham, like ham fistedly, uh, then that's going to be an issue for a game like this. But the more I've thought about it over the course of the day, I think the Metro that I want is probably still in there. Yeah. It just doesn't it show doesn't, in a demo. It, I mean, imagine, just imagine playing. 
2033 and Last Light and how you even would demo those games. You would demo the action sequences. You're not, I mean, in our heart of hearts, we're like, no action. We're going to put you in a town and you're just going to talk to people for 30 minutes. You're just going to get a vibe for like this world. I mean, this is what, that's the thing the Cyberpunk demo did do. Right. It started with action. It ended with action. There was like 30 minutes of talking. It found a way to do all those things. But I get, but we didn't have hands on and they weren't showing that. That was a demo that they could guide and keep you excited by, by, talking you up and be like, oh, this cool thing is happening. Don't worry. Whereas, yes, if you're, I get it. You're right. You sit down a random person at E3 from an outlet who maybe got assigned this by an editor who's like, ah, I guess you go see this. (laughs) Like, you have to focus on the action. You see how it happens. But, but. Finding, finding those notes about a downed aircraft and then dying in the swamp is like, okay, that's the Metro. Was that a hereditary? No, but. Oh. God, that movie. Um. People should see Hereditary. Natalie yeah, had a reaction movie. to that. Did Natalie you see Hereditary did, like, yet? She might not be liking the. I don't think she appreciates it. Oh, it's just a sound it. thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Fun. That's next year. They got pushed from this yeah. fall to next year. Early next year. 22nd. God damn it. It's one of those. Just consider it is. the bounty from September through. Oh. You know, because it's a 2 2 2. It just hit me. I 100% didn't get it until just now. That's what it is. It's 2 2 2, and we're talking about all these 2 2s. All those 2 2s, all those you sequels. Know. Um, cool. What, anything else? Oh, you saw Total War. Yeah. Uh, Three Kingdoms. Indeed. A period of time that I like a lot. And continuing an E3 2018 theme. <laughs> that I like it. No, but just like... A lot. Ghost of Tsushima, but also... Oh, like, East Asia. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yes, there's just, for whatever reason, there's something in the water for... East Asian stuff, mechs. Gay. Gay. Not saying this is gay, I'm just saying. Gay is it one of the pillars. Little, gay is one gay. of the pillars. Yes. It is one of the one of the pillars of E three twenty eighteen. Yes, one hundred percent. Let's talk. Let's talk Three Kingdoms. Let's talk yeah. Total War. What was your demo? Uh, it was a fortress assault on Lubu's stronghold okay. at uh, Ziapi. Yep. Um, so Lubu and... at this point has killed his father figure Dong Zhuo after okay. being seduced by uh, Diao Chan, who was you know. A, oh, he's a, a dupe. Oh, Lubu? Yeah. Complete dupe. That's the whole character. He's like, his whole character is he's like the strongest person who's ever fucking lived. Yeah. Kills hundreds of people in battle, like that, even in the, in the romance of the Three Kingdoms anyway, but is a complete fucking dupe and is being manipulated by this rising tyrant. And then they kill the tyrant. And Lubu's like, well, fuck that guy. Eddie. Oh, okay, they don't kill the tyrant. They push the tyrant out of power. And Lubu's like, fuck you, fake dad. Kills him. I'm going to be the one in charge now. And he can't do it. He's not a leader. He's not a leader. He's not a politician. He's a warrior who is a good horse named Red Hair. And the horse comes up in this. Does it? Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes. Um, And so, yes, this is the battle where uh, Zhao Zhao has sort of created an alliance that's finally going to put down uh, Lu Bu once and for all. And this was... I didn't expect to get this excited off of this demo, and I also didn't expect it to demo this well. They're showing a castle assault, which if you watch the Thrones of Britannia, uh, like, closure stream, I guess we'll call it. (laughs) Um, Like, Total War has had a lot of issues with fortress assaults over the years, um, and I still hesitate to say they've sort of licked those issues, but they felt really confident just letting the scenario run. And showing how it how it all plays out, um, I don't know. It's what worked for you about this scenario. It's for one, it's just a gorgeous game, but also 
the scale and the epic sweep of it is also supported by the way the armies move and interact. Like, for instance, um, as the armies advance on this uh, town, some of the walls are already breached. Trebuchets are, like, hammering the towers. Uh, sort of, you know, troops are lining the walls and waiting for the assault to begin. Uh, the archers with the attacking army start firing flaming arrows, like, super high into the air. Like, and you pull the camera back, yeah. and it's like a river of fire through the sky, like, raining down on the city, which is beginning to burn. And previous Civil War games have, like, zoomed in the action and cut down the ranges and made a lot of these battles feel like very small mm-hmm. events in a lot of ways. And this was one where I'm looking at it, and it looks epic. It looks enormous. Um, the other thing is there's just a lot of little quality of life improvements. Um, it's way easier to keep your troops in the proper formation. Uh, they fixed how that that ends up working a lot. Um, the way formations move has changed a lot. Uh, huh. With Rome 2, they... So, a lot of creative assembly games have probably gone too far down the road of like making kind of a fetish out of their mocap work where they really want each battle to, if you zoomed in, be a lot of dudes like pairing off and fighting each other with like these little scripted canned animations. But what that's led to is it doesn't feel like armies are fighting in formations anymore. It feels like two armies sort of run into each other and then it's just a giant scrum with people <laughs> doing like dance moves in the <laughs> middle of it. Uh, it, 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 fe- it doesn't feel convincing. Uh, this, the formations are a little stickier. They stay a little more clustered. Um, it all feels a little bit more like military, like it feels like combat of this period kind of should feel. Um, and then there's just some really cool ideas. Uh, for instance, the city layout isn't just a pr- like a canned city layout, a map, like every previous Total War has like had pre-made city maps that you're fighting on here. The city layout kind of changes based on what you've built, apparently. And, like, if something oh, gets that's fucked up awesome. during an assault, All right. it's gone. In like, the strategy layer. So, like, if you have a barracks or even, uh, like, a, a blacksmith that's making your units str- like stronger metal uh, yeah. spears, that can actually cause some lasting damage. Right. Does that happen even if you win the—let's so say I'm invading— uh, a neighboring province, and I fuck up their blacksmith or whatever, and I lose the battle. Does that damage still last? Yes, it does. That's cool. so. They were, they, like they were like, look, if you attack and trash part of the city and then retreat, you don't win the battle, but the damage sticks. And if you have reinforcement armies arriving, like you can basically resume the siege, and now the enemy is weakened because now a critical building is damaged. Uh, you know, now the breaches in the walls are basically wider. Right. So that's, is that new also? Huge wall holes? Uh, <laughs> there was yeah. some of this in Attila. They're calling it like the siege escalation system. Gotcha. Other, like Warhammer, uh, Thrones of Britannia have definitely had, they basically made it about like moving big battering rams and siege towers into place. Right. Now it's more about, did you lay siege for long enough to actually undermine walls? Gotcha. So, uh, there was some really cool stuff there, and then there's some really bold ideas. Um, for instance, there's like a MOBA element uh, to the like the duels thing well, feels super MOBA, right? Like, yeah, 
Yeah, you got the you've got these hero units uh, running around your your officers, and at a sort of pivotal point in the battle, um, Zhao Dun uh, yeah, goes yeah. and he faces he's one down. eye. He Don't. ripped his own. He gets shot in the eye with an arrow. This is a myth, but it's in the game. He gets shot in the eye with an arrow during a battle, and he says, like, depending on what thing you're reading or watching, he rips it out, and he says, "An eye is is literally a little is little to use for the beautiful world that my master Cao Cao will create." And then he eats it and throws it down. And then the army that he's that's that shot him is like, "Yo, fuck you! I gotta go!" And they retreat. He ate the eye. His own eye. He's Was dope. It he's a scimitar in Dynasty Warriors. Was it yummy? I don't think Good so. Eye, I don't think so. Eye? No, I actually bring that up because like, we'll talk about the duels in a second. They did tell me when I played this that events like that will happen in this game if you set it to mythical mode. Right. And you also set it to historical <laughs> mode where he's a guy who gets shot in the eye and then he goes like, ah, oh, my fucking eye. <laughs> ah, and he gets hurt. And then like later he'll come back with like a, an eye patch on or whatever. But like that's like it's the historical version versus the romance that's version, a funny the epic version. Giving you the options. Yeah, it's yeah, good. It's yeah. good. Anyway, so he he rolls up. Yeah, and so he like taunts Lubu out of his stronghold, and they have a duel. Um, and the armies sort of pull back while these guys fight, and you can just let them fight while you go manage the rest of the battle, or you can apparently micromanage the battle and like yeah, tell them to tell your champion basically to use like his super, super abilities move. and shit. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of silly, but also kind of cute. I don't yeah, know. It happened to, for me in a weird way where I sent Jiao Dun to fight one of Lu Bu's other dudes. And while that duel was happening, we just routed the rest of his army. And so it ended up just being Jiao Dun by himself with this other general by himself off in some alleyway somewhere while the rest of us were sieging the final center area. Literally, like, a seven-minute or whatever, a five-minute in-game walk away. It's like, just stop fighting. Why is this general who doesn't have an army anymore even engaged at this point? Have, they're, like, fucking shadow boxing each other. They're, like, playing Street <laughs> Fighter over here while Lu Bu is actually getting fucked up. And, like, I wish it was a little more, like, yeah. context-aware at that point. But it, it's neat. It's definitely... It feels true to the to the history and specifically true to the mythology the mythology hmm, mythologization of the history, um, and so that's that's cool. Yeah. So the last thing is like apparently the officers like they sort of taunt each other and chat amongst themselves during these battles, and apparently that is affected by the relationships they built over the course of the that's game. Cool. They tried to add sort of a nemesis system type relationship. Uh, I'm here oh, for hey. to the so finally someone else adds. I know. Yeah, so like um, if you have two officers who like just don't get along in an army, apparently like you might run into loyalty issues because like you're okay. still the boss, but you've created like a shitty team and they hate each other. <laughs> um and the final thing is apparent like with this siege battle, apparently they've tried to really retool the AI so that it uh like fights more defense in depth and is better able to keep its eye on like the real key locations of the battle and where the the, the main fight is and isn't quite as liable to get lost outside <laughs> the city walls, get lost on the city walls, uh, <laughs> walk a battering a ram wall. down a road and then not know what to do with it. Like hopefully that right. will actually be fixed here, cool. uh, but who knows? Awesome. All right, we should take another break. Quick one this time. Maybe tag some folks in to talk about other stuff, and then we'll we'll come back and talk. Re two, rage two, mm-hmm. 
Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, uh, Yakuza Kwame 2, Danica. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and some other stuff also. So we will be right back. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And we are back again for our second, almost a third day of E3. Tomorrow's a third day. Today's that's, the second I, day. That's okay. I tweeted E3 day three. You did? Okay. I did. <laughs> Uh, that was the, the voice of Danica Harrod also joining us, and Natalie Watson. Hi, hi. At the table to talk about games that they saw today. What'd y'all see? We saw, um, well, we'll I'll start with uh, the first thing that we did this morning. I saw a tweet made by uh, Yakuza Game, at Yakuza Game, that was like, hey, you can get a free Majima eye patch if you come by the booth. Did you get one? So I, we went immediately to Sega. Hell yeah. Immediately and played. Um, was Majima there? Majima was not there, but he was in the game. He must have been busy. It's fine. He has a lot. He was going there on. in the TV. He was there on the TV. Um, and we and he played was hot. a mission. We yes, he was. We played a story mission in Yakuza Kiwami Two. Cool. Was it a Majima mission? Because I it know they a, added a bunch of Majima right, stuff. Right. So they had, which I was very surprised. I opened up the game. I opened up the menu, and it was like Kiryu storyline or something. And then the second option was Majima Saga. Ooh. And that sounds big. Majima apparently has an entire story in that game. It seems like this is a follow up to the stuff in in Zero. Like, is yes. our key characters there? So he, I think so. I think so. I can't hmm. tell because he mentioned some characters who I don't remember or maybe haven't been introduced sure. yet. Sure, um, it's hard to tell. But apparently, there's going to be a Majima storyline. That's exciting. I'm excited. Did you get about the eye patch? I got the eye patch. You wear, why aren't you wearing it? Nah, maybe I'll wear it later. Okay. Maybe I'll wear it later. Maybe, we're going to Giant Bomb. We're going to Giant Bomb. So. You show up with that eye patch on. People will know. Hopefully, Danielle wears, hopefully Danielle's like butt isn't sweating when we go to Giant Bomb. <laughs> no one who's listening Actually, to this podcast knows what that's a reference to. Hopefully her butt is sweating. Leave <laughs> right. I want Danielle's butt to sweat on the couch. I'm going to have my butt sweat on the couch. Yeah. If butts, I don't. Butts be sweating. But we be, we butts be sweating. Butts be sweating. You know? sweat, anyway, sweat, sweat, so. Sweat, 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 sweat. One cool thing, one cool thing about Kwame too. I just feel like the Yakuza team keeps improving on the fighting style in that game. Mm. Like, I feel like Six's fighting was a big improvement from from Zero and Kwame, and now with Kwame two, they've improved it even more. Everything feels like faster and feels like I'm actually fucking dudes up as nice. compared to like. Would you been you played Yakuza two for a while? Yes. and tried to stream it. It's notable improvement. Yes. Yeah, it still has that backwards kick, which like oh, that's a good kick. isn't in any of the other games. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like some gameplay design was like, I have the best fucking kick idea in the world. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in this Finally, game. Finally, I've been keeping this one in a notebook for years. <laughs> backwards, the kick. backwards kick. They've been studying horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and cool. then we we saw um, Annapurna and we saw Donut County with Tom and Outer Wilds. Two of those games I have played and talked about on podcasts before. So I'm Donut curious. County, Donut and County, and with Tom. So, so I'm Natalie. curious to hear what Natalie thinks. Yeah, the first game I played was uh, Donut County, and that was uh, I like watched uh, the trailer for it on my way to the convention center this morning, 
and I that that's probably the game I spent the most time on while I was there, and definitely like. <laughs> Spent too much time. Well, then I blame I that on Ben. The developer of the game, Ben Esposito, came over, <laughs> and then Natalie was like having an existential moment with Ben for a while. Yeah, we had a very long. I wasn't like recording anything, and I wasn't like interviewing him, but I was just so curious about, um, you know, where did sort of like the the where was the point of origin for the game because it has sort of this really quirky uh story about uh this raccoon bk who um if you don't know the story has this like app on his phone that um like has been causing uh these holes to open up all over um the the town and Mm -hmm. he's kind of like very like nonchalant about it and is like oh you know my actions have consequences question mark and what i was joking (laughs) about with with ben is like wow, like, I got that, like, immediately. Like, that is extremely, like, what it feels like to be online in terms of, like, like just, like, it's, like, this, there's, like, the circle of townspeople who are all trying to talk to Ben and, like, and or not or BK. Ben, talk to BK and, like, talk about, like, no, 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 like, the things that you're doing, like, even though they're, like, through this, like, this, like, um, he's just trying to get, like, a high score in this app, like these things like have real world repercussions and um so we had this long long uh conversation about uh that and then I also was asking him about asking him about where like where he's been before and he mentioned that he uh worked on the Bubsy goes to the James Terrell exhibit oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Of course. and I game. didn't yeah I had no mm-hmm. idea that he did that and I played that last summer while I was an intern at mm-hmm. at um Waypoint What's that I don't know. I don't know Okay um, it's like this before she was 18 she was interning oh okay it's a it was a whole another era but I, I and I I wanted to like write about that game because I had so I like remember writing down so many of the um the uh like uh, uh narrative quips and like sort of like a bunch of like the random encounter uh uh text like that comes up in that game because it was just so funny to me and it was like very funny especially like like exiting academia or like mm-hmm. academia at that point or like starting to exit so I I just had a really good time with with Ben with talking with Ben and then and then playing Donut County and then um uh, Danica and I played with Tom together We played with Tom and it was very interesting because Kato Takahashi the Katamari guy, guy mm-hmm. who made him Tom, yeah. was just like there helping us and standing behind us and like laughing at us, not making fun of us the way that <laughs> he made fun of Patrick. To that. He just Austin. like wants the just demos <laughs> and just cackles. <laughs> we tried to, he we tried help. to be the he boss, Kata. He didn't help us. He didn't. He cackled. He was very helpful to us. The only time he helped, he helped us when we glitched the game. He was very he helpful. Was like, oh, we broke that game like two. It's full. We it was unplayable. I broke like, it last dude. time I played it too. There's just multiplayer has a lot of bugs uh, in it. Still and he like told us that out. like before right. we started. Yeah, he was don't like, worry about it. he was like, mm, I don't know if you want to play multiplayer. It has a lot of bugs. And Danica and I were like, fuck it, let's play. <laughs> and then like at one point, like a little poop was like this like tiny like little dot. The poops in, flew off the map. They flew like, wait, 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 wait. You have to explain for people who maybe don't know a lot of okay. why there are poops flying off the map. So basically, it, you start off as the um, you're introduced as the mayor, and you gain control of this like block, this green block like character with this like very cute top hat, who's um, sitting on the ledge of this like square platform, and he's like, "I'm so lonely," and he's crying, and then he looks over and sees this tiny little 
rock and the, he like picks the rock up and the rock like becomes animated or becomes like personified and and they hold hands and then you like move to the next level so right. like the each whole, level yeah. yeah the whole the whole purpose of this game is like interacting with basically every single little character that pops up on the map to make new things happen mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger things keep happening and keep happening and keep happening until a mouth pops up on the map who eats the characters and then poops them out. And then the poop have to um, stack stack and turn gold. And then... It's thematically oh no, similar first to they have to get in a lot of ways. It is, it is very similar to Katamari. Yeah, like, but it's like it can do stuff other than... like There's a growth element to it or like a bring, bringing new things in, but it's also... Can I, can I ask you a quick question? Like, yeah. What do you think of when you hear the word inflation? <laughs> like generally... Yeah, just like if, if, like if I say the word inflation, just like what comes to mind? Do do, do you feel good about it or? Well, if it's a boat, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a boat. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying it's good. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I mean, if it's the economy, it's a different thing. Okay, it's good. Here at Inflatable World, <laughs> inflation is... Patrick would be Mr. Wacky. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so it's all about it's all about these these characters making friends and like growing and it ends with the the way that the demo ends which you didn't get to experience is like all the gold poops get flushed and the, it goes until you become sun and like yeah, they added stuff since I've played, which is cool. It was really um, fun. It was um I wasn't expecting to have to figure out as much as I did like um, it was, and this is something that happened with Donut uh, County too, which I was like, oh, I was like in the first sort of couple minutes playing these games, I I thought I was going to be just like moving through uh-huh. and like my attention wasn't going to be called as much as I like anticipated. And I was like, oh yeah, video games have progression. Like, yeah. oh yeah. Right, like right. that's. And the person who made it is sitting there just watching you. Just yeah. watching stuck us. Stuck on a puzzle. He was very, he, every time we got stuck, he was like, oh, you have to do this. You have to yeah. Do this. And he was like super, uh, he wasn't like making fun. He was very kind about it and right. like was realizing Not that like. Me. Wow. Well, that must be nice. nice. Well, hmm. He, he, we also learned that his, him and his wife did the music, um, which is very cute because the music is great. Yeah, yeah the music, yeah. the whole vibe of that. Uh, what, are you talking about Donut County? You're talking about Wadham. Wadham. Both of those games have the best vibe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. Um, and then we played Outer Wilds, which is the one that I haven't played before, which is uh, exploring the exploring space on like a 22-minute time loop. Yeah. You have unlimited time to check out this little village that has alien, like alien-looking characters, and you learn that you are this like space explorer who has never gone out into orbit before, and you have to go out into orbit to find clues about this species who, I guess, went extinct or nobody right. like, who knows? really knows yeah. what's going on with them. And you kind of just take your spaceship and go planet to planet, Um, making different things happen and getting different environmental clues on how to tackle the other planets. And it's very interesting. My demo ended when I uh, encountered a planet where I landed my ship and I didn't find anything. And then I got back in my ship and I started flying around and I flew into the center of the planet and it was like a fog mist and I actually felt scared for the first yeah, time. Yeah, like, that game can actually be a little like right, frightening. I, I was not expecting that and so I'm flying through the center of this planet with all this fog and all of a sudden a huge anglerfish just like comes up out of the fog and Holy like shit. starts to attack me and like eat me and that's how my That's wild. Ended. So I did this in at PAX and 
I so I did one run. I landed on the moon, and I do you, know, you do the, the first thing, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you can read this other language right. now. Cool. And then you, I, I did. I, I went to this floating like construction station or like shipyard or something, and I couldn't quite land because it's just like a, a space station. In the ship is also kind of hard to. It is. I think it's like meant to be. So right. I was like, fuck it, it'll stay in orbit. I'll just jump from here out of my ship. <laughs> In space, that is very awesome, Walker. So, to I do. Land, so I land on the, I land on the, the, the construction yeah. station. I make a pretty good jump. I explore it. It's cool. Like it's they're building some shit. Like not just at the construction station, but like somewhere in the solar system. Yeah. There's no. There's like a handcrafted single solar system with like six planets or seven planets yeah. and a bunch of moons yeah. and stuff. It's yeah. really cool. Um, and so then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm done. Where the fuck is my ship? And I see it's super far away. I'm like, well, I have a jetpack. I can just. Oh. I can just jetpack to. I can just push in the general direction. Like I'm in space, right? So if I just start pushing, I've seen every space movie where this just. Doesn't so it work. didn't go well, right. and so it, what I realized is the the space construction center that I was part of, the space like port that I was or, or whatever that I was next to, is an orbit of this giant gas giant. So it's like, all right, I guess I'll just descend into this gas giant. I guess I'll die in the center of this gas giant. And the same thing happened with like passing through the fog or like the the kind of cloud cover or the top layer of what I thought was a gas giant. And then I punched through to the bottom and it was like an ocean planet that was like all green skies. And I just like crashed into the water and I'm starting to like swim around. I'm like, yes, cool. And I realized like, oh no, like I'm out of jet fuel, but it's okay. It's still letting me move around. I realized it's letting me move around with my oxygen (laughs) and my oxygen I can use as a propellant. And so I'm like, I have to find something on this fucking planet to get me off. And I see in the distance something bobbing in the water, and it's a copy of my spaceship. It's another one of my spaceship. And I get close to it, and I scan it, and it's like, oh, that's like Beetle's spaceship or whatever. It's like another character. It's another one of my alien species spaceship. Right. I get over to it with, no, like, no oxygen left. I don't even have enough to get up on top of the spaceship to even see if I can get into it. I think the dev said, like, oh, no, that's like it's a dest- it's a destroyed spaceship. But I'm like, oh, please let me in. <laughs> I was like, die, wake back up in bed or whatever. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. And it was a very, like, that was like, I, I love the little 22-minute cycle thing. So I like the idea of piecing together the history of that solar system over the course of a bunch of different play sessions. Yeah. Yep, so yep. that game looks cool. Yep. Yeah. Are those are there dates on any of those yet? Does anyone remember? Um, no. Donut County is supposed to be this year. Okay. Um, Wadham feels like it's supposed in development for to like be. four years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also Donut County has been in development for a, a very long while yeah. too. So yeah. who knows? Cool. Well, those all sound good. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Annapurna. Call Call of Bass. What's I Call of called ass? some ass today. Ooh. And I went to Call of Duty. Okay. And I played Call of Duty Black Ops for the multiplayer. There's like these two. Um, for those who don't know, I became a Call of Duty fan last year when I was gifted by a friend uh, World War II. And I've. Wow, you were gifted the war. I was gifted Ooh. a war. Wow. Um, Hell of Troy over here. Um, you know, if only, but I, um, so I, and I got, I like became like obsessed with the, the zombie mode of, of World War Two, And I was, I've obsessively played it. I've beat it like several, several times and it's really, really fun and something that I like just love to do to pass the time. Um, and so I went to the Call of Duty event today, but I didn't really, I like, I played multiplayer on World War Two like a few times, like enough and i was like ah i mean i just don't under like i don't really want 
to do. I like. I don't want to do this. Yeah, like, I, I, that's I just, a relatable feeling. I, there are other first person multi- multiplayer first person shooters that I would want to play in that time. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And 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 for me, like. I like I want like dynamism. I want like something, you know, uh that's constantly changing. I want mm-hmm. and I will say that like Call of Duty is extremely fast. Like the multiplayer, like you're constantly You're talking about World War II, you're talking about the new one. Both. Okay. Um just like multiplayer mode in in Call of Duty is right. extremely fast because you're constantly dying and you're well, I am. <laughs> um and so and so that like that's uh like in, can be discouraging, but is also like engaging in a way. Um, so I played the new, um, there's like these two, they showed us two, uh, multiplayer modes. The first is sort of the classic, like four or no, it's like six V six. I think think that's right. Yeah. Five maybe. Um, where, you know, you're just both on one map and it's whoever gets the most kills wins and like the time limit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other one they showed was the, like a capture, the capture the point, um, where you have like a point A and a point B and one team's defending and the other is trying to capture, and so my team um, won wow. everything. Um, I was the... What class did you... Because there's heroes. There's almost like Overwatch-style heroes. There is Overwatch-style he- Overwatch heroes, but I was given no explanation right. of how to use them. And, like, the people, <sighs> like, to my... I was, like, on the end, and everyone to my left was, like, I think in one big group, and right. they were all, like, COD fans and, like really knew like what the fuck was going on and so they're like i'm going ranger i'm going r- r- tank. i was like um and then i ran out of time and was a random character great. and then, so i had no idea how to like use any of my abilities so i used none of them good great um but i will say that they looked interesting if maybe if i had known how to use them like like that would that been- sounds like one of those demos it's like that feels like a demo that's for i mean like is that what e3 is for for the people with gamer passes, like, oh yeah, I've watched all the the Black Ops Four videos. They know what they're getting. Into. Well, you're not exactly. going to wait in line for Black Ops. That the the gamer line for Black Ops Four was three hours, and you're not going to wait in line. There was a line for like everything. Was like right. Three That's hours. So you're not going to wait in line to play a game unless you're right. Like. Unless presumably you have a main, heavily even invested, you've never played, or you can right? watch you yeah. can watch those videos in that three hour right. line. Right. <laughs> yeah. They have that. They should have that set up like a like an amusement park. Ride line, or yeah, the uh, park ride lines, and have the little TVs in, in the waiting the room, in the waiting area for the media people. There is like a little TV that was like explaining some of the specials, but there it wasn't. It was just mm-hmm. talking about the abilities, not like telling you how to use them. Right, right. and so um, I will say that like. Um, I'm like interested in that and like maybe, but, but also like I didn't see any of my teammates really using those abilities either. So it didn't, it wasn't very present in, in terms of like while I was like in gameplay, like I didn't really, it wasn't in. Right. You weren't seeing it in a way that was like, oh, I, otherwise you would have used your abilities. Yeah. I would have figured it out. Everybody's using this. Yeah. I'm like at a disadvantage. It's not quite like Overwatch in that way, but. Yeah. Some of them are pretty cool. And like, some of them are also just completely optional. Yeah. Every character class has like a special grenade that only that class has access yep. to. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are just going to turn that off and choose a regular grenade anyway. Well, that's the confusing part is because the first – when you first jump in, you right. select your class and then you choose your, your primary, your secondary weapon and you choose your like – um, perks. It's like – You choose your perks. You choose like your armor and then yeah. you choose your, your grenade uh, or like throwing axe or whatever your um, sort of – I forget what they're called, like uh, weapons of war or something. I can't remember. It's like a special ability it's, weapon for yeah. your character. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's before – the character no so then one of the options is sorry yes it's it's like 
grenade flashbang like utility items, right? And then one of them is the one that's good for my character, the one that's my hero. One, no, because right? you don't select your hero until after no, but you do your class. One of the options is whatever special thing my hero has. Oh, I see that's what you what mean. That is. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it is that. <laughs> yes, yes. Because that, if you so then you go on. But that, yeah, so that that's what is like confusing to me. Being the first time I played it, and presumably the first time a lot of people played it, like why would I like if I had no idea that there were there were these like like this cl- this next sort of character selection coming, and that there would be you know a special like um, ability with that? Why wouldn't I? I just like I didn't make the connection, and yeah. maybe that's it like does not. It, it, they should have tutorialized that better for players at this event who are like, yeah, I've never, I've never played this new one. Or the thing is like, this isn't how Call of Duty normally works. Black Ops Three had a similar system, but like hero characters are not a thing in Call of Duty multiplayer games by and large. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it would even I who like sat in the room where they yelled at us about it for an hour. You mm-hmm. know, even mm-hmm. I was like, okay, wait a second. Why would I know? Why would I pick the hero special before I know which hero is going to be available for me to use? Exactly. Because if I'm stuck using the person who has, like, I want to use the person with the medic thing that lets me heal people yep. or has the cool grappling hook. Yep. I don't want to use the person who has the shield right now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to go in with blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, like, you can change your class once you start playing it. Yeah, um, that's true. You can change that stuff. So I, I get it. And I think once you know the workflow or, like, the, yeah. the game flow, you'll be fine. So you'll build sort of weapon set and ability sets per or lined up with certain types of characters you yeah, want to use. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's not, that's not a great demo experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I felt very like like in like in terms of being able to like just play the game and get through the matches, like I was fine, but in terms of like doing things that were supposed to be unique to this new game, I was like completely lost. Yeah. So and that and again like and I'm zombies. very and there were no zombies, Fuck which that. I understand why, because I would be sitting there for two hours playing that. Also, they haven't revealed a whole lot about no. They haven't. I, I know that they I thought that would happen. I thought maybe E3 would be a place where they would show anything new. Maybe they've shown some stuff new that I haven't seen, but I thought they would show the zombies mode, one of the zombies maps maybe, or they've like a teased, hint about Battle Royale. Yeah, they've teased them, and then they've said that like a lot of, like, a lot of the old maps are coming back. Yeah. Um, they like doing their own thing. I know, they do. They yeah. do. Why bother? I get right. it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. So that was that was Call of Duty for me. Cool. Um, cool. It was fun to win. I think the other team it's may, a nice feeling. had had maybe were not the greatest of Call of Duty players, wow. and I definitely Cotters, I, mm. Cotters, um, Cod, a fish, mm-hmm. and um, I definitely had the, like the the lowest KD ratio on my team, but I had the highest versus the other team, so that felt good. So nice in terms work. of that's all right. Yeah, I was like, okay, I can get by with this, but oh. it was chill. Yeah. Rad. All right, Patrick. Hey. How was your day? You do okay, buddy? I'm tired. We got to go be on another camera. That's fine. Speaking of being on another camera, Rob, can we switch (laughs) mid-pod? Hot swap. Hot swap. Got a hot swap coming. Oh, hot swap. Hot swap. Hot swap. It's a hot swap. Coming to you live this year on Viceland. Hot swap. Hot swap. Hot Swap. Swapping. We hot swapped. Ready? That was a bad clap. Better clap. That's for you, Danielle. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yes. Uh, the main uh, games. Well, we checked out Dying Light. We did. We checked out Dying Light. Zombies. Zombies. Zombums. Choices. Zeds. Zs. The middle. The, the new dark ages. The new dark ages. Uh, Zombies have come and taken over the land. Yeah, the... It's, 
Winston Churchill. Yeah, it was kind of Winston Churchill. That was a little weird. A dark side. <laughs> right, right, right. We'll fight them on the beaches. The zombies will fight them on the shores. Don't watch that movie. Is that movie bad? That's so bad. Let me fuck Winston Churchill. Anyway. Zombies. New Dark Ages. Parkour. Yeah, uh, it looks like Dying Light. Uh, I think cool, I, melee, cool melee combat. Yeah, what I was looking more from that demo was like, hey, Chris Avalon is, you know, like the lead writer or like, you know, big creative consultant on this game. Was mostly curious to see like a deep dive into like his influence into that game. And mm-hmm. you get some choice stuff, but it's not, it didn't go nearly as deep as I was hoping. We actually got that from the interview. Like right. the, so the stage uh, demo and then the demo we saw, the demo we saw was just like a longer version of the stage demo that Dude's like sets up. Going to, re- to take, going to a secure tower. a water tower for the community and of survivors. You, yeah. And you either choose to align with like these thieves like at the at the top who have taken it or uh you kill you know what? them they're not thieves i'll put this out there they're not i guess thieves. no one had it they just he, they it. had it they had it they, they were the ones who it. had it the right. peacekeepers show up i don't know if this was in the trailer peacekeepers show up to negotiate and they kill the peacekeeper he fall he falls out a window well that happens right it's high it's high defenestration it's a word it happens and uh yeah so this one in there in the way the demo is sort of set up is like, oh, well, if you align yourself, you know, if you, if you end up killing these folks, uh, then the peacekeepers take over the water tower. And if you don't, then uh, then you get to go into business with these folks and you get a cut of um, the water they start selling to the community. Um, in the longer demo, we see like some of the additional consequences. Uh, like if you align with the peacekeepers, then the like water fountains in the area start working. And then you can use those to get like additional health. There's other set. stuff too that was kind of neat, which was like the heavy armored peacekeepers have a like a hook, have hook systems all over the place yes. to transport their armor. So you don't have to do the parkour to get up. To parkour to, instead of parkouring. And another thing I just realized, it just came to me, is next to the black market place that, well, so there's a big black market that sets up, and there's also like your little water market that you've set up. And near the water market is a truck driver, and then the back of the truck it says drive. And I bet that's fast travel. I bet you might mm. get fast travel from going the other way. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, but at the same time, the peacekeepers are these this authoritarian, like very much like uh, eye for an eye. Like if you steal something, like we're you know we're gonna it's, cut your arm off. Yeah, the off. rule is like and, and, steal steal once, you lose the hand that you lose whatever you took uh, you, you stole with. Steal twice or ever steal food, you die. We'll hang you in the street. And you hear like some ambient dialogue. It's like, hey, did you hear about Ted? And like he stole something, but like I don't think he did it. Like there was no trial, and yeah. he just took his arm off. And so like this is a real like. They live on force, like they 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 execute their quote unquote justice through force, and they don't seem like it's not a great situation. Like, yeah, there's water, but everything else kind of fucking sucks. So every time you like drink that water, you're like reminded like, mm, like that's the choice yeah, I made I guess for I fucked, people. I guess I fucked up. And then the other way around is that like it sets up this big black market. It, they quote unquote said like chaos is introduced to the area. It's not really clear. What I saw was fireworks. Yeah, maybe people having fun. Maybe. Perhaps. Fun is chaos, apparently, in, <laughs> in the world You don't get a good sense exactly of that. They don't go uh, as far down. But in the interview, we asked, like, all right, well, like, what leads up to all these choices? Is it really so binary that it's just, oh, like, the shitty authoritarians or, like, chaos and black markets? Like, oh, no, like, there's, like, a whole lot more that leads up to that. Like, for example, you can do some side quests that you, what you'll find out is that, oh, like, the reason the peacekeepers are so bad is because of their leader. Oh, if I go down this side quest, I can find out who that leader is. Oh, if I continue down this side quest, 
what if I can do regime change and I can put in a new leader? So if you decide to go down the peacekeeper route, maybe they're not nearly as bad as they were before. Right. And that layer of choices sounds like more interesting than the binary stuff. Well, they itself. also said that some of the stuff would happen after a choice. So you could like make a choice and be like, oh, fuck. The peacekeepers I got to fucking work this out. And But he said at the same time. <laughs> there was a moment. So you align yourself with the peacekeepers and then uh, you're at the top of the water tower. And then there's one of the peacekeepers just like hanging out oh on God. this ledge. And the game just pulls up this icon that says push. Just push him. Oh, you just, oh. He's just hanging People out. People fall from high places every day. And he's and the guy that, that was doing the demo had fucked up a couple of uh, parkour sections, and so the, the person who's doing the VO says, "You didn't earn this. You're not allowed to just push load him. the other game yeah. load." Just made me think maybe there's another version of that where they push him and then cut to the other side yeah, of the demo. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, like, how is the game tracking that? Like, if you were to push that character, is that a choice that is then tracked by the game, or does that just like temporarily like put right. people on alert for you? Like, right. what level are the systems operating at? Well, and this demo didn't get into that kind of thing. There's so really. many questions I have about the systems of this game because on one hand, I think it, it very clearly in this demo delivered on the kind of moment-to-moment system stuff. The parkour looks really fantastic. Yeah. I think the melee looks pretty cool. There's lots of like dodge, dodging back, rolling back. There was a, a, a dodge back where you fall, which is really cool, where he like dodged once, dodged twice, and like lost his balance and fell backwards. Um, or when you like when you're uh, when you're uh, crawling around the world, if you look down, your character then actually puts it. His hands yeah. on the ground and like okay. starts moving. It's like, oh, wow. like a nice little touch. Yeah, uh, and, and I think it definitely delivers on. We, we saw daylight stuff. We didn't see any night. They didn't show any night. I but also don't remember if the lore works the way it, it doesn't. One hundred percent doesn't. So, so something's not, changed. So in dying light two, uh, there's actually like a vampiric element to the zombies, and so they sleep during the day. And so uh, some of the best places to get loot are these places called nests, where the zombies go in to these areas, and they sleep. There are just, like, 50 zombies just <laughs> sleeping away. Like, standing up like what? cows. It was terrifying. It's extremely creepy. Was it the, like, special zombies? No, no. all zombies Oh, yeah, that is that new, because they and don't do that. So they say one of, the way, one of the ways to, like, the, 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 the daylight dynamic works now is that you actually want to drag zombies into the light, because then they turn... They only turn into the shambling, slow zombie when they are exposed to sun. It's a yeah. really interesting like neat idea and this actually makes sense given the fact that we asked like you know what was it like to bring Chris, Chris Avalon in like what, what were some of his contributions as an external writer coming into your team he's like well we really didn't think about the lore in the first game like he was <laughs> very, very honest about like the story was an extreme weak point we, he's like uh, the bible for Dying Light 1 he said was maybe a page and a half Chris Avalon came in and was like, let's sit down and figure out what this world is. What are the rules? What is the logic? He's like, publish a book. And he's like, now we can publish a book. Which is like, of course, makes a lot of yeah. sense. Like, well, go read this like, no... Rock, Paper, Shotgun interview yes. where they interview Chris Avalon about the backstory of like all the pilots and Into the Breach. Which, so little of that is communicated in the game itself or it's inferred. But, it, but it's inferred and it, and it, it, it allows for the writing there to feel flavorful. There's a Bible that informs yes. the, fl- the writing that's there. And it's just... So it's it's it really it actually we gives should, the zombies like a really cool sort of uh, relative to other zombies totally. and other zombie fiction. We should note also that Avalon's not the only writer on the team. They yep. brought in some CD Projekt Red people. Specifically, uh, the Bloody Baron quest writer uh, is also involved. Okay. I know that's a quest. Lots of people like that. Is I've heard uh, Bloody Baron is one of the names of a quest that comes up in a way that very few names of quests come up in yeah. vid- in the world of video games. So that's interesting. Um, and then and then I, I also just want to say that like. I think there's – I really want to see what night looks like because what they were suggesting was 
you want you don't want to be inside at night because that's where the zombies go to sleep. But you do want to go there at night because that's where the cool stuff is. That's where you scavenge. But like there could still be zombies in there, but they'll definitely be outside at night. So they're definitely going to be more powerful. Right. And that sounds fascinating. So I'm really curious to see. It sounds like the, the other reveal later this year will be like the nights out there. Like, yeah, there's and like, like multiplayer because yeah. they didn't talk multiplayer at no. all or how like shared world stuff works. Right. Yeah. I didn't play nearly enough of the first one, but I'm excited to like jump on yeah. with. This I'm really one. glad to hear that there's a little more happening with the day to night cycle because the first one, basically the only incentive to push through into the night, which was very dangerous and very harrowing, but basically they gave you like an XP buff for That's how long you spent outside the wire. Yeah. So that was a game that kind of encouraged you to play the boring, safe version mm-hmm. of Dying Light because night was so dangerous that it was better just to yeah do it during the day like the I, nest they were saying like well some of the dynamic were like those are the unlooted areas you're gonna find like the best stuff to pick up there but if you do it when they're nesting well you've got you know 50 there's a creatures. moment where you're just hanging from this from like a, a, the rafters looking down at 40 or and 50 and you, you, you originally walk in and you think like oh there's like six or seven like this is bad and then yeah you hang from this rafters look over your flashlight goes over and there's just like 45 of these like hulking creatures just going in this like retail wow. store, in this like oh, clothing it's, store, it's, it's haunting. Yes, it's good. It's good. Um, it's a good moment. So I'm like, you know, you know, you you can still loot those areas while they're sleeping, but that is precarious because if you wake them up, then you are surrounded by all these creatures. Right. Whereas you go at night, they're not going to be there anymore, but they're going to be probably the bigger, more hulking creatures will be kind of working their around. So all right, yeah. so you, you saw two other things. One of them is supposed apocalyptic. One of them has zombies. I mean, but they both have zombies actually. Do you, which which direction do you want to go in? Very quickly, I'll just maybe we'll, we'll I'll touch more on Resident Evil Two uh, tomorrow or Monday. But uh, yeah, I played Resident Evil Two. Uh, it looks like Resident Evil Two in like a really good way. Like Resident Evil Two is like a as we mentioned earlier this week, like as a touchstone of like me growing up and like my understanding of horror and like the kind of games I really like. And they didn't show enough to let you know how much is fundamentally changing. Right, um, it's staying weird. Like you know, you're still collecting medallions, and for some reason, a police station has a spade key that like locks <laughs> the upper upper levels. Police have shit to no, hide. Okay. Yeah, well, true. This, usually, they're a little more conspicuous about it. Yeah, true. Uh, not just like a fucking spade key and like go find a spade <laughs> key and also like this big statue in the front of our police station like just find those three medallions that's way more evident than most cops go to <laughs> like true. no my body count cam didn't work so Don't I, know saw, yeah, this guy, yeah. I put tape on it I guess whoops yep. uh, but it looks gorgeous and uh, it's it's grotesque and I'm I'm I, as a, a series fan I'm excited to see like how they reimagine like the character designs like the zombies are a huge leap so you know how the liquor and the other creatures look I, I'm excited about, but uh, in other words, Mega Man 11. Liquor? Liquor. Liquor. It's the one that's like the, it crawls along the you ceiling, it's it got the long tongue. L.A. Rob comes out. Oh, you were, it was liquor. So it has long tongue and L.A. Rob comes out. Yo. <laughs> you also saw Rage 2. Moving on. Avalanche Studios. Yeah. How was that? I didn't mean to do that. That just happened. <laughs> and I'm like trying to own it. Like I meant to do that, but I didn't. Rob's like a little upset at himself. Yeah. It's been that waypoint. It's okay, LA Rob. Rage 2. Post apocalyptic. Yeah. You shooting the... cars? You get to drive around? No. So weird, interesting demo. Uh, so the, like, the gameplay demonstration they showed at the, at the showcase uh, that Bethesda had, uh, the, uh, 
they didn't show the powers to the very end. But suddenly it was like, oh, shit, like, you're, like, sort of a superhero or, like, you have some sort of augments. That seems like an interesting wrinkle to the combat. Um, the whole combat scenario I played is that section, but with powers straight up front. Like, you have one where you can jump up and stun, one where you kind of push people away. Uh, you have a, a really a nice dash that you can use, like, cool. all the time. Uh, the, the actual, like, moment-to-moment gunplay feels really fucking good. Like, okay. I don't know if I'd go quite as far as, like, Doom-level good, but... Like, you can tell that id Software has worked with Avalanche to, like, figure out your shit. But you had to say that. You had to... Doom is in the conversation. Yeah. Right. Like, that's how good it is. The moment you did the left trigger, right trigger, it's like, oh, like, this feels all... But it right. is a left trigger, right trigger game, unlike... Yes. Was Doom left trigger, right trigger? It could be. But it didn't matter. Hmm. No, I don't think just, I right, ever... This is right trigger. Yeah. Yeah. This is right trigger. There's no yeah. zoom and there's no scoping. Yeah. Or there might be a scope... I don't think so. There's no weapons that have scopes? I don't think so. In Doom? In Doom? Yeah. I do not remember a single scope. Okay, yeah, you no know what? Scopes. Good on Doom. You there's charge definitely that like pistol. an aim, yeah. aim down sight, no, but I don't yeah. know. If I could aim down sight with that pistol. No, I, I definitely no ADS. I definitely ADS that, sure? that pistol you can charge up. Because I, I tried to use it for way too long, and I was like, man, fuck this pistol. I got a shotgun. <laughs> Fair. Anyway, does Rage, have, Rage does have aim down sights. Does it have sights? Like the combat feels really you, good. Because like we talked about that trailer where at the end it's like, yeah. oh, and you have cool powers. Yep. What pow- What are the powers? Uh, there's one where you like jump up and you like kind of stun down, and it kind of an area of effect thing. There's mm-hmm. one uh, like I said, you can dash, and there's another one that's sort of like a force push uh, sort of okay. thing. And you also have like the uh, I want to call it the wing stop. I definitely know it's not called that. <laughs> the wing stop. Yeah, the wing stop. The, you know the thing that you throw. Wing stop. The wing oh. stop. Arr. So we stop have Bahama Mamas or is that Buffalo Wild Wings? Buffalo Wild Wings. We should go to Buffalo Wild. I know we've eaten good. We've eaten not <laughs> so just well. Are you saying it's time to start good? eating like trash? Tomorrow we should go to a Buffalo Wild Wings. We can't, we can't do that, but we could go to a Hooters. Yeah, that's, it's across the street. We should waypoints like last meal together. Just be everyone in a Hooters. I've can eaten. We? I've eaten at that specific Hooters. Um, it's all right. Can we? Who, yeah, the, their wings are. Do okay. they have Bahama Mamas? I don't know. We can find out. Okay, let's find out. They got something there. They got something for everyone there. Got something for everybody. Uh, but no open world stuff whatsoever, which seemed... It's, it's nice That's that, so weird. It's nice they were able to confirm, like, hey, the gunplay is good. But, like, for me, I was less worried about... Like, I could have dealt with mediocre gunplay as long as, like, the open world stuff is really interesting and, like, you know, servicely wild and uh, you got no no driving in right. cars no going around right. the world and that game spring 2019 so it's mm. it's a ways and off. again i think that there's a degree to which i sort of feel like i think if this were the dying light demo the dying light 2 demo would be a highlight demo if i had not played anthem yesterday and seen, right. and seen right. cyberpunk yesterday right. and so now it's almost like well i want to see the whole i want to see the whole loop show me the whole loop from every other thing yes and we're like let me touch it let me play let me play and right. it better feel fucking good and so, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like this was Rage Two is in an anthem camp. But yeah, it feels really good. But yeah. I still don't know what the big, what yeah. the actual flow of the entire game yes. is. So yeah, cool. All right, I think that that's it today. I think we did it. Is there Ooh. anything else? Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the list. We can do that stuff tomorrow. None of it's big. I can yeah. talk about Mega Man Eleven tomorrow. No, I think Mega Man Eleven talk about tomorrow. It's fine. Everything else here, we talked about. We did it. We talked about Damn. some video games today. Uh, which is a good thing because we have to be in downtown LA shortly. What are we? What are we seeing tomorrow? What are we seeing tomorrow? I'm seeing Hitman Two, which cool. is exciting. Um, Austin and I are seeing Lego Super Villains. Villains Two. You might two. also come to Hitman. You should come to Hitman. Also, I'm, I'm going to interview the down. Rage developers. All right. Awesome. I'm talk to Sam Lake. I'm going to interview one uh, uh, Nintendo Reggie. 
A Nintendo oh. Reggie. So if you have questions for the Reg Dog, you should send them over to me. Uh, what's his what's, move set in Smash going to be? Uh, his up smash is is uh, he just throws a cop. The, you remember the evil Reggie? Yeah. Side, he's like, Bruh, he just throws one. Um, he has another one where he, he hits you with a Waluigi pizza. for an yeah. hour. He just and then steps he humiliates on him. him. Yeah. He just steps on Waluigi. That's his like taunt. He's a taunt. A stomp, stomp, stomp. I'm Reggie. I hate Waluigi. Wapo. Wait a second. Wapo. Is Wapo is Wapo. the Wapo, is Wapo the Wah version of uh, some other post? <laughs> you didn't see the Washington, the Washington Post article. No, I did. For me, we should Wapo. 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 Okay, this classic Waluigi. Wapo. Wapo. We've driven into a bit and we can't get out. I'm stuck in this bit, Rob. Wapo. So wow, basically, like Puffpo is like the, the right, normal is basic the regular one, one, and then and like Wapo is the Wah version. Yeah. Wah Wapo, right? It is a Bezos, so <laughs> yeah. Huffpo ain't better. Uh, that shit's all fucked right now, man. Serious Sam Four. Okay, so I'm actually curious to see. Yeah, the, especially the, coming off of Rage. Uh, I saw the screenshots, and it looks like they're going for a hyper realistic sort of look, which seems kind of fascinating. With Serious Sam, yeah. Uh, Ashen, mm-hmm. and then I'll be briefly on kind of funny at uh, like three fifteen cool. or something like that. Uh, what do you got, Rob? <laughs> Rob, what got? Rob, I see a big block of red here. Oh yeah, focus um, home, baby. Right, you got this for fucking. What time is it? Why do you have this? All right, see, so I want to be clear. He's, he's most... just going to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. At focus home interactive. Normally, you have like. An hour-long slot, maybe a half-hour-long slot. Sometimes you maybe do an hour and then like a, an interview after, so you block out uh-huh. for three or like an hour, hour and a half, 90 minutes. Rob, why do you have one, two, you three hours in the same place, dog? Because I'm bringing the focus to my new home. <laughs> and I'm it's just gonna going to... be interactive. <laughs> it sure will be. What do they have? It sure shit will be. Is that Sinking be. City? they got a Cthulhu game. That's not Sinking City. Oh. I don't remember anything about it. Definitely take very... pictures with the Cthulhus outside the... the Are there Cthulhus out there? Oh, They're, by the way, yeah. the zombies were getting more aggro. Today. Yeah, those zombies fucking suck, man. I feel like it's a hard job. I Shout out to the zombies. They were part of the Dying Light demonstration. Yeah. You have to walk past them. They're in the booth. They're like in the... The behind closed yeah. doors. I was like, go to the dark zone. Hard pass. Zombies. Hard pass for me. And they're like, I'm really aggro. I'm a zombie. And they had a Resident Evil maze that I walked through. Ooh. Some zombies chased me. See? Yeah. Wow, take that dying light. It was scary. This one wouldn't leave me alone. Like, I like laughed. I was like, ha ha, I got me. And then, like, yeah. I kept walking away and, like, it was still, like, just, like, breathing on my shoulder. And then I was like, all right, I know this is only, like, a... 45 second hallway but like I gotta get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's so Call of Cthulhu game Farming Simulator 2018 Surge 2 Purge 2 Surge 2 uh, I think first I, Purge the first Purge the I first Surge not Surge 2 did you already see it? No, because I'm not good. Like, I'm getting nothing out of that fucking, like, look, I can... I should I'll be like, is, is the uh, uh-huh. folk rock music you're using in this game as good as it was <laughs> in the first game? Uh, I remember that part of the game that I definitely engaged with. Uh, yeah, so I've got, I've got nothing to I've got nothing to bring to that conversation. Um, say that when you check into the meeting. Yeah, Warhammer. What are you here to see? Let me tell you what I'm not here to see. Uh... Wolves of the Imperium, uh, Warhammer, Impera- Imperatus. Nope, that's nope. that's Paradox's game. Esposito. Yeah, Warhammer Esposito. <laughs> Warhammer Ben Esposito. 
Look, the point is, Focus Home brought a lot of games, so many games we can't even begin to name them all. So I got, I got email. I got email. Here we go. Focus Home. Interact. First of all, Call of Cthulhu. Second of all, Modern Com Insurgency Sandstorm. Is that that? Yeah. All right. That seems what like is a that? me thing. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a just hardcore tactical shooter. Just take me away. Show me games. Focus uh, on. Farming Simulator 19. The Surge 2. Which I'm you, not seeing Farming Simulator. I'm not seeing the you Surge. Should see, yo, you should see Farming Simulator. I Report did one of those three, two or three years ago with Vinny. It was the fucking best. Me, Vinny, and Alex went to a Farming Simulator I demo. will be there alone in the morning. It wasn't. I'm not saying it was a funny, goofy time. I'm yeah. saying it was welcoming and it was warm. And those you people, like Stardew Valley? Yeah, those people have a deep reverence for industrial machinery. Take a and, ride on a tractor, Rob. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm L.A. Rob. I'm too good for a tractor. No, I'm just my tractor riding days are past me. I see. I see. A Plague Tale Innocence? Oh, right. So there's some rats and shit. It is seems, that? It seems pretty we're gross. back in New York. Wait, is, <laughs> is this a, like a Fifles thing? A Fifle? Fifle. Fifle? Fifle. Fifle. Is this, it's the singular. Fifle's the plural. One Fifle, two Fifle. <laughs> We gotta get out of here. Greedfall? Are you seeing, are you seeing Greedfall? You made yes. that up. No, not because I'm reading the next sentence, which is fucking wild because of the name of the development company. Um, dive into the latest RPG from Spiders to discover the unique world shaped by the player's political diplomacy, character relations, and critical choices. That sounds dope. But it does say the sentence, dive into the latest RPG from Spiders. Nope. I'm good, Spider. You know what? They've been hard at work. I'm impressed. I didn't know you did that. Spiders be making games. Spiders be making games. Uh, Space Hulk Tactics is playable. Yeah, that's for sure. There we go. There's the Warhammer thing. <laughs> and then Spin Tires. There's some stuff that's out already. Yeah. They got there. I'm not sure if Spin Tires is for me. No way. Really? That also seems very you. No. Like, first of all, I don't like dirty. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's muddy. Yeah, it's muddy. It's that's going to do it for us today, uh, yep. I think. Well, also seeing, I'm also going to make time to see Fear of the Wolves. What the fuck is that? That is... Is that the fake Warhammer like game I just Royale made up? Type thing. <laughs> oh, the one, the uh, from uh, Stalker yeah, sort of Battle from Royale. Oh, this is the other Stalker. Oh, it's a Battle Royale. It's a right, oh, yeah. Is that yeah. here? Uh, yes. yes. So I'm supposed to see it on mm. day one, but apparently their flight was delayed. Um, so mm. now I'm seeing it tomorrow, but... I'm intrigued by it because Vostok does have a lot of, like, the original Stalker team. Sure. Or they did as of a few years ago. But remember they made this game, Cerverium? And they yeah. were, like, pitching it as it was Stalker, but it was, like, an environmental catastrophe and all this. Isn't that still out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but remember the original pitch was it was going to be, like, a single-player game. <coughs> yeah, yeah, what they yeah. released was, like, the multiplayer module, yeah. and then it went free-to-play, and I think it just kind of... Is that... I thought, I thought that's still in dev. Uh, I, I have not heard anything about it in so long that hmm. I kind of suspect that it might just be drifting. I feel like bit. I've gotten an email. Maybe they're just not prom promoing it the way they need to. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I've not heard anything about Cervarium being a going concern in a while. But that multiplayer module is pretty good. Like, if you liked the way the, the vibe of Stalker and the way the weapons handled, like, it was a decent multiplayer take on it. Okay. This is them kind of going for a dedicated game around that kind of system. And okay. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. Cool. Heads up. Greedfall, the game by Spiders, looks dope as shit. It sure Hell fucking yeah. does. Uh, I remember who Spiders is. Spiders, 
You know, they just did some magic. Spiders made like Mars prison Yo. diaries or whatever. Do you remember that? It's like a I yeah I see Greedfall. It's wild. We're watching it on the phone. Man, after Joe Pesci killed him, I really thought that <laughs> God I heard the last one. It's gonna do it for us tonight. If you're watching this live on Periscope, thank you. There are so many other things you could be watching. You could have been anywhere else in the world tonight, but you're here with me, as Jay-Z once said. We're going to be heading over to a hotel in downtown Los Angeles to join up with uh, the Giant Bomb folks in just a little bit. So you should go tune in over there. Say hey to them. Say like, hey, say, I heard y'all have Funko Pops. What's your address yeah, so we can send you those? Yeah, if people have forgotten, please get your Funkos. Get your Funkos. Wrap them in send. piracy reference materials. Right. Some sort of good book about the age of piracy. Send them to I ran Bob. into Dan today, uh-huh. and he was like, well, I knew about pirates. I just didn't know they stole anything. That now. I knew about them. Yeah. I, was like, what did, I asked him. I asked him a question that everyone had on mind. Danielle can vouch. I was like, what did you think modern pirates did? And he's like, well, I thought they did bad things. I knew they were bad guys, but I didn't know... Like, well, one bad thing is stealing. Even yeah. modern pirates existed, that gave me a little bit of hope. Right. That did give me some hope. You're right. Yeah, he said he did. He said he did. He said he did. Danielle's shouting that he did. He said he did. How many times are we going to end this podcast? Well, that's going to do it for us tonight here at E3. Thanks to Bone and Leslie Use the Dragon. You go to the EP mail machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. I'm also Rob Walker. Zachary. Rob Zachney. Patrick Klepik. Natalie. Watson. At, on Twitter? Natalie Watson. On Twitter. Yep. Liquor. Later. Peace. We Gucci. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.